Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. My guest today is one of my best friends. His name's Frankie Kufan, or you can call him Francis Franklin Gahuli. There's so many names that you can call him. Uh, Frankie is a writer. He went to Columbia College and graduated from Columbia College in Chicago. <coughs> he is a very interesting person. <laughs> He brings a light into my life that I enjoy thoroughly. And uh, we sat down, we talked about some horror, we talked about writing, and we talked about Magic the Gatherings. And the Magic the Gathering section is near the end, so if you don't want to listen to that, you can just, you know, end the podcast. Um, (laughs) But I do appreciate you listening. I hope you enjoy as much as I did. See you in there. Ooh. Francis, yeah, Cuffin, yeah. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? I am okay. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Good. How was your flight? Oh God. Um, second time flying. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was okay. I slept on the flight. Woke up. Uh, felt like shit. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I bruised my entire forehead leaning it against the back of the of of the seat in front of me it was okay it's a it's a it's you know it's a flight it was american airlines so yeah. it was better than my first trip on spirit which is quite literally a flying coach bus so um that's very true yeah it's not fun uh like the seats are the same seats that you would find on the l uh, on the l trains out here mm-hmm. yeah no where'd you fly from frankie where do you live i live you don't need to give an exact address though i live you can just say where what town? You know what town you live in. I I, I live in uh, in Burbank, California. You know, yeah. Part of that L.A. County life. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> part of that L.A. County price range. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you move out there? Uh, this I, is for all the people out there, by the way. Oh, I, I just really thought I'd be a great actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. I can't act. I can't act to save my life. No, um, I'd have to say it was to start my my writing career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Frankie went to uh, Columbia College, and you got your bachelor's in <laughs> cinema. Ex- well, it's cinema arts and science, but it's okay. it's it's just film. Gotcha. So, yeah. Why not science, Frank? You don't want to invent stuff. I do, but that's later when I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> What do you want to invent, Frankie? Oh God! If I had to invent anything, yeah, um, I can't. I can't say. I'm not going to give people my ideas. I think one thing that would be revolutionary, though, is uh, it's an idea that I've had for a very long time. Um, you know, when you go to the movie theaters and you order a bucket of popcorn, sure, they 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 pump all the butter on top of the popcorn, right? It doesn't get down to the bottom. You have to shake it. But when you shake it, it spills. You make a big mess. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what if there's a lid, right? That you put on there, and it's reusable. You know, you want to be eco-friendly, and like, there's a little tiny, like, like nipple-shaped thing at the top. <laughs> you you twist it and pull that off, and then you put the nozzle up into the butter. And you shake, and then you could shake it. It's a dome, you know, so you could shake the popcorn. It's a million-dollar idea right there. That's trademarked and patented. Don't take it. I'm looking at you, Donald Trump. All right, um, Frankie. <laughs> 
You asked me what? Okay, so then. <laughs> the rest I can't say because those are my. I can't give those away. Yeah, that's fair. That's I can't fair. give that, those away. That, yeah, yeah, I think you can live without that, yeah, I get, <laughs> that idea. I gave the one freebie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Frankie has a very special place in my funny bone. <laughs> uh huh. Deep. Most. Mo- most of our friend group, um, we all have, we, we all are aware of Frankie's nonsense, um, and it's the best part of Frankie. <laughs> but he just has that little thing in him that can make us laugh for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, just us, <laughs> but just you. You know, I, I will take a little offense. That I've, been, I've been told that I'm that I'm funny. <laughs> you I've been are told very that I'm funny, funny. But I've also been told that I'm a little too much. Little too much. Yeah, a little Frankie too much. Frankie didn't silence his cell phone. Shame. It's okay. It's okay. Oh shit! I forgot to start the timer. <laughs> ah, you don't need that. I do need it just for myself. Okay. Well, <laughs> we've been running for exactly five minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Yeah, true facts. I made that up. I don't know why. <laughs> it's probably around there. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, my <laughs> my phone is silenced. My apologies. It's it's no, I'm, I'm, it's okay, Frank. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. So if I make a call to my mom in the middle of this, is that fine? No, no, that's a little abrupt, and I'd probably hit the pause button, and then we would just continue from where we were talking. <laughs> no, that's not live. Then. <laughs> I mean, we're not live. That's the. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> we're not live. <laughs> I'm, I don't cut anything. It's kind of one of those things. Speaking nice. of which, I'm going to have to have you sign a release form after this, sir. That's fine. That's fine. Censorship is the death of art, so it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Continue. There's no censorship. No, it's pointless. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no point. I agree. So Why do you think there should be no censorship? Because what the hell's the point? People are going to find out anyway. Why censor it? Just give it to them. <laughs> if they want to know something, they're going to know something. Right. That's that's human That's human nature. You can't stop that. Right. And especially with the technology that we have now. Yeah. It's just a lot easier. Yeah. Or you can <laughs> like We're all screwed. You can either have the technology or the old ways were too. Break into someone's house, read their shit. You know, you'll find <laughs> out. It doesn't matter. Are you... Are, are you... <laughs> Are you a fan of scary stories? Yeah. 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 Scary stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. It, well, are we talking scary stories to tell in the dark, like the book? Yeah. 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 The book. Oh, well, I thought you meant scary stories in general. I'm like, yeah. There's some. There's some good ones. There's oh, yeah. some Really stupid we're, ones. We're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about a couple of your experiences. I. I. Uh, oh, okay. Some of the paranormal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right. I gave the girls a little bit of a story, and Maxine had to walk out of the room for one of them. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's okay. But you're you you have always been a per, uh, a big fan of the books. Yes, I own all three of the original prints. None of that, none of that bullshit that they tried to print worth like the new, like, like kid friendly artwork. Those books were not meant to be kid friendly ever. That was supposed to be Wait, images discarded. They made them kid friendly. Yes, anyone that is listening to this right now, <laughs> share my outrage because if you go on Google and you type in scary stories to tell in the dark, yeah. uh, and I believe it, I, I can't remember what they call it, like remastered or something like that. The new artwork is so vanilla that it actually infuriates me. Like, <laughs> like I, I went out of my way and spent extra money on slightly damaged books just to have the old artwork mm-hmm. because that was the point of it. The old artwork was horrifying. Yeah, you, it's grotesque. 
like the stories, like some of the stories are very childish. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the artwork and you're like, oh God, no, that's not like they tried to paint it funny, but it's yeah, not yeah. funny, I you know? know? Yeah, I agree. There's a picture <laughs> of of a hand holding a fork. And the fork is stabbing into the back of the hand, and it's eating itself. And the story is called called uh, Sausage, or Wonder, Wonderful Sausage, or something like that. And the entire story is about a, a butcher who goes crazy and starts murdering people in the town and turning them into sausage, and then selling it to the other people in the town. Oh, my God. Like, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> uh, I grew up on that. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I feel like we need more of that. Some like right to your face horror. We're kind of getting it now. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it it was it it was it was really good. Yes. Very fun. in your face. It was, but here's my problem. It doesn't scare you nearly as bad the second time around. It's it, it's definitely a movie where because there are some horror movies where no matter how much you watch them they will continue to freak you out. It was it was some some of them some of them the story doesn't have it doesn't have a lot of light. You know what I mean? We've yeah. had this con- we've had this conversation many a times. Yeah. I, I just, a lot of stories that still cre- a lot of movies slash stories that still creep you out. Like the strangers, the strangers is pretty I, messed up. It yeah. is one of those movies that I like. Even when I watch it, I still am like, "Oh, that could really fucking happen." Like that, that, that is very realistic. Yeah. And, and the me and Drew talked about it. Of course, mm-hmm. sorry everybody. It's just my best example when it comes to this type of topic and actual horror that makes you feel really uncomfortable. It's. There has to be some practicality to it. To a degree. To a degree. That's why I'm, yeah, that's why I'm saying to a degree. Mm-hmm. Because obviously some shit's just fucked up. My my only, my only, because I've had the same conversation with Drew also, because, yeah. you know, me and him, we've always been huge horror, horror yeah. fans. Like, we've watched countless horror movies. Right. Um, I'm sure he talked about his collection at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like. Brief little. We, we, have, we, we have watched most of what is in his collection. That's probably at this point close to like 400 plus movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, in regards to horror, my favorite era of horror was the Wes Craven era of horror. Where, where, the, where it's monster films. But like the monsters are, they're they're almost impractical in nature, and that and that's the point of them. Right. See, movies like like The Strangers freak me out. Yeah, because there is that that certain element of realism to it. Yeah. Um, my problem with realism is is that as as Stephen King wrote, there's two there's two main splits in genre when it comes to horror. You have horror, which is more supernatural, unexplainable, and then you have thriller, which is more real life threat. Right. Right. Um. I'm actually more on the supernatural side of things. Oh, I know you are. <clears throat> yeah, because when it comes Everybody's to... Everybody's going to learn today. <laughs> <laughs> well, the issue is that, like, you can fight against home invaders. You can't fight against a Correct. demon or a ghost. Right. At least not well, you right. know? And, like, the, the practicality is, yes, one, one is inherently scarier because it is real. Yeah. The other one, however, is even scarier because... There's, you a, don't lack know, of, there's you don't, a lack of control. There's no control, and you don't know if it's real or not. Right. You know, there's many movies that do that where it's like, well... What are you gonna do about it? Yeah, yeah. you know, you're, 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 what's that fucking? Oh, it follows. It follows. What are you gonna do about that? They, you, there's nothing to do about like, that. Like you know how to get you, rid of you're it. You're continuously on the run at that point for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah, like you can't stay in one place. Nope. It's, that movie's a whole fucking. 
that movie is a whole giant giant mess of I don't want any of it because yeah. like <laughs> well you know I'm current I'm currently writing two horror pieces um I can't go into any detail about them but when it comes when it comes to the actual process of writing I'm I'm interestingly interestingly enough stuck in between that that divide of one of the stories I'm writing is a true horror you know supernatural right the other one is is actually an action thriller with horror elements okay so like when writing those, there is a very clear divide in how you go about the formatting of it, right. and like what the characters' motivations are, and ultimately, what are the monsters' motivations? You know. Yeah. So, one of the biggest differences is when you're writing true horror, the monsters' motivation could be literally as simple as to kill. Right. It gets a little more difficult for thriller though, because then you have to take into the human element. So it's like, what is the psychological element that's making these pe- people do these horrible things? Yeah. Um. It's very it, it's it's more in line with like the reason why people gravitate things to the strangers because a lot of people gravitate towards things like serial killers mm-hmm. and that's because that's a very human psyche you know kind of deal people are really wrapped up in like the mentality of like what makes a serial killer a serial killer so yeah because it's a lack of understanding because no one <clears throat> if you if you're not that mentally if you're not a serial killer if you're not a psychopath or sociopath or all of those things that qualify you as a danger to society. Yeah, you can't even comprehend it. You can't comprehend that. No. If you're a good person with solid morals and ethics and can obtain empathy in everyday everyday life with everything, mm-hmm. you'll never understand that. Well, what I find... We try... We, we, a lot of people study it and give us information about it. Yeah, but you're not living it. Well, you're never going to live that. No, and you, well, you don't want to. I don't really think I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. You know, they a lot. The issue is a lot of people like uh, what? What was it recently? You know, it was. Um, oh my god, I can't remember now. Uh, the Ted Bundy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fi- I haven't watched them yet. So I haven't watched them either, but I know about Ted Bundy from right. studying it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was talking to some of my coworkers that brought it up, and they watched it, and they're like. You know, the biggest question is, is how can people know what he's done and still consider him attractive? And like, you know, because there was there was a lot of odd response to those to those docu tapes. So. My question is, is like <laughs> kind of a roundabout way to get to it, but when it comes to when it comes to scary stuff, there is a certain level of um, of de- of deviance necessary in order to enjoy it. Yeah. So. You know, while you may not have ever killed somebody, you probably thought about it at least once. There's an attractiveness to morbid morbidness. Yeah, of course. It's, um, it's it's, but but it's only attractive from a distance for a lot of people. Correct. Um, you know when it, you know vicariously living through through media is one of the best ways to describe it because you know before before the news before the internet before like you know even with mail yeah. service. <clears throat> people didn't know it was going on one town over. Now you know it's going on, ha- you know, on the other side of the world yeah. as it happens. Mm-hmm. So like, people, people have developed their morbid nature ha- has been further pro- uh, pro- progress due to like you know just that information dump that we have now. Yeah, like that's fuck.com. Yeah. Oh or my god. Whatever the is it dot net or whatever. I don't. I don't think it exists anymore. I tried looking for it and, they, and it looked like it got pulled. I don't doubt that. Same with uh, rotten. Rotten was another one of those websites where it was like like live links where like stuff would yeah. happen and like and you watch people get beheaded and shit like that. Yeah, but but here's my problem. See really bad wounds and yeah. While that kind of stuff is very scarring, yeah, I find it very interesting that we don't show that to the public, because 
there's two. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, there's I mean, really, it causes desensitization at that point. It 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 does. Um, I actually I was gonna bring that up. So, um, the shootings that happened recently, right? Yeah. The mosque. So I saw the live footage. Oh. Be- before they took it down, and I. Saw I didn't. It. I didn't get it. I heard about it like a day after. So obviously. Oh, it's it was gone almost immediately, and you know I can I can understand you don't want people shouldn't be seeing other people shooting each other, but it's but it's a very it's very real. It happens. I think people but. should only see that in person. I th- well, see, that's the problem because in person you're still not fully processing what's happening. Um, it's more, it's yeah, more. Well, of, well, how it, could you fully exact, process that? Well, ever. It, well, that's what I'm saying. It, it's almost like a social study thing. Yeah. So, why why hold back information? Oh, because it could be too intense. Like you said, it can cause desensitization yeah, yeah. to the point where people become overly apathetic. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want that. Empathy is what you. Empathy is the better portion yeah, of the yeah. human mind. Um, a little bit. So, you know, apathy unfortunately will lead to you know like things like self hate and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yes, I understand that that's one of the reasons. But also, there's also the. Um, there's also the the train of thought of if people know about this stuff, they're more likely to take action against it. Um, I don't know which one's right or wrong. All I'm saying is that one an interesting comment that I heard was from was from someone else that I know, who saw the video and they said, "Wow, I can't believe it. It wasn't as bloody as I thought it would be, and like it didn't look real." Um, and I'm right. like, and I'm like. And then I had to explain that's desensitization. Like you've been playing video games, like yeah. And not that there's nothing wrong with that, but like for the sake of for the sake of entertainment and for the sake of you know going beyond realism, right. it's overly graphic. Yeah. But when it happens in real life, yeah. unless you're there at the scene, it won't look openly graphic. Right. I don't know. It's a very odd topic, but it all plays back into it all plays back into that that you know scary stories, thriller, and horror. Mm-hmm. That there is a lot of real life horror, and I feel like the trend that we're seeing now is we're seeing more supernatural horror to mm. pull away because yeah. people, you, if you want horror, you can watch the news. Yeah. You know. Well, like, do you remember um, when? That's being really weird right now. That was weird. I was like going back and forth. And I heard me. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Summon um, something. Oh my god. Remember when? Uh, so you played a little bit of all the Call of Duty series. You didn't. Mm. You didn't play it as much as I did. No. Um, when. Oh. Modern Warfare 2 came out. Uh, the beginning of the game. Uh, this isn't a really big spoiler alert. So <laughs> sorry if you haven't fucking played the game. Go look it up. It's kind of dark. Um, in the beginning of the game. Okay, so let me give a little more to it. So y- y'all are like, yeah, duh. But um, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare came out. <clears throat> and changed the whole game. Like, it changed everything about shooters. Mm-hmm especially in the real realism world. Yeah. You know, we had World War II games, but we weren't living in World War II era. We're we're living in now. Mm-hmm. So they gave us what's ha- like basically weapons that are that were relevant and were realistic and what we're doing dealing with now and they were covering over in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. What was happening at the moment. So then Modern Warfare 2 comes out. And in the beginning of the game, for children's sake, they put a like a warning, like for parents, if you don't want your children to see a f- messed up content, mm-hmm. skip this part. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't skip that part. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? Right, I was fifteen. <laughs> My mom couldn't stop me. Uh, 
you go, you, you and a group of men go into an airport and literally light up and kill everybody in the airport. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. You not you're not watching it. You're not one of the pedestrians running from the situation. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're a person killing. Yeah, and then you're actually with the good guys. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> That's so fucked up because uh, the guy kills you after you do all of this because he knows that you're actually like CIA or something like that. Yeah, I forgot which party it was from, but it's like one of those. This is a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we know, this isn't real shit. No, 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 but. No. You kill all these people, and then you die. Yeah. <laughs> like instant retribution. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. But then you realize it was your government involved. So, obviously, one of your people is killing all these masses with all these other fucked up people. I know. Isn't it? It's, and that's just entertainment. Right. So, that really desensitized me to most, like, finding out about shootings and stuff like that. Like, yep. I've looked up all the pictures from all the shootings just... You want to know. I got to know. It's curiosity. Yeah. Because you, you never know. Like, honestly, a part of it is also, like, knowing what to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to get caught in a situation like that. Nobody does. No one should. Right. Unfortunately, there are some shit people out there. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it, but be aware. Yeah. Like, we were we were six years old when Columbine happened. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. And we didn't really start learning about it. It was like, well, I mean. We were like 10 when we actually, like, finally learned what it was. You're not going to tell a six-year-old that a bunch of people were just murdered by their students. You're just going to be like, oh, my God, someone. Something You're just going to hear it. Yeah. You're not really paying attention. No. Your parents aren't sitting you down and telling you, hey, these two teenagers just killed all these other teenagers. No, no, definitely. I, I don't think. The only memory like that was probably was probably 9-11. That was the only time that they ever stopped doing everything that they were doing yeah. and, like, explained what happened. But, you know. Well, we were eight eight at that point. Yeah. Or, or yeah, no, we were all eight. Yep. That was, uh, that's the only time I remember, like, under being a teenager ever, like, hearing about the news and actually, oh, and Y2K. That was another big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was another one that was, that was widely televised so mm-hmm. that, you know, um, every, everyone knew about that. Yeah. And then. Everybody was bunkering up, man. 2012. My parents were like, fuck it. Oh, my God. Do you remember? <laughs> we go hard. We, uh, it's amazing, isn't it, everybody? We're all, we're still alive after, like, five apocalypses. In, yeah. Like, the last <laughs> No, it's just, it's just us switching to all those different uh, all those different dimensions. Yeah. The apocalypse happens, but you wake up the next day and only one thing is slightly different. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, so weird. So yeah, yeah. Horror movies are yeah. Horror movies are weird, and desensitization and all that is yeah. That's, coming back to that, just I understand why you're attracted to it, and you're also a good story writer, so it's. It works. Yeah, I mean... And, and your personal stories, I can understand why you lean towards it. Frankie has mm. told me many a tales. And one of them, I believe, because I it, it was confirmed by the by the other person in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I, I we talk about my, my, my one big run-in with like something completely unexplainable? Correct. Okay, so unfortunately, I can't give the visual aid for this. Um yeah. You can describe it. I'm, I'm going to describe it as best I can. So I used to live in a ranch house, uh, three bedroom, and the kitchen was directly next to the dining room. And the countertop would look out into our backyard through what's called a French sliding door. It's like a sliding door, but it opens inward. 
And I'm standing there getting water. I was going to hop on a Skype, uh, Skype chat. Um, and I was just sitting there and I look up cause I felt like something was looking at me and I look through the, I look through the glass and I see this blue, this very light blue imprint stained on the glass door. And it looked like somebody had leaned against the glass and left like a bunch of sweat. Uh-huh. So I don't think much about it. I go into my room, I get on the Skype, uh, the Skype chat. Um, and the person I'm talking with stops me 10 minutes into the chat and looks behind me and goes, I, I, I'm sorry. I think I just saw something move behind you. And I'm just sitting there going, don't fuck with me. I don't, I don't, I don't want any of that. Like, but like, you know, don't do it. Ain't nobody want any of that. And then I swear to God, this person goes, no, it looked like a blue face just moved behind you. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just sitting there going, oh my God, are you kidding me? You know, I'm just trying to ignore it. So I, I, I forget about it after a couple more minutes. <clears throat> Another 10 minutes go by. Skype chat's over. I'm sitting on my bed. My mom walks into my room almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And she, she looks at me and she goes, I need to tell you something, but I don't know if you'll believe me. So I'm like, okay, fine, just tell me. So she begins to tell me that she was doing laundry and the laundry was in the kitchen mm-hmm. right next to the countertop. So right next to the French uh, sliding door where I saw that blue imprint. As she was putting the, uh, the stuff from the washer into the dryer, mm-hmm. my mom felt something brush against her shoulder. And in her head, she heard a little child say, follow me. Now, my mom, being very religious, immediately grabbed a prayer card off the fridge, started reading the prayer and taking a bunch of pictures. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is where it gets weird. So in the first picture, it's, it, it's a picture of our, of, our di- of our basically our living room, kitchen, and part of the dining room, and then looking directly at that, that French sliding door. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in the picture. Second picture, it looks like she took a, it looks like she put it right to a light bulb and snapped. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it was like one in the morning. Yeah. No light, you know? Third picture was the very same as the first, except you can see clearly a blue figure standing in front of the doorway, and it looks like it has many faces compiled into one oddly shaped body. And the weirdest part about the picture is my mom uh, heard right before all of this ended the door open and close. In the picture, you could see the door handle being pushed down a little bit. So um, people can say whatever they want. I don't know if it's aliens. I don't know if it's ghosts. I don't know if it's demons. But there's definitely something odd. Yeah. Um, I've seen that picture. It's it's fucked. It's it's nightmare inducing sometimes. <laughs> it's it, it was definitely one of my most genuine beliefs on it. Like I have a couple stories. Me and Skirky talked about him. Yeah. Um. So I'm not gonna bore every, everybody with mine. Um. But I you have a couple more that I've always. For all you people out there, it is one of those things that I believe in. Uh, I don't watch the television shows because I can't believe it because it's on film. I I I know it can be tampered with. We've seen many a horror movies in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's easily tamp tamperable. <laughs> it's not even a fucking word, idiot. Um. So, but you, I was talking actually referring to your story with your aunt. Oh yes! No. Oh yeah! No, this <laughs> and one. Then and then I want you to talk about your night terrors because you would. You, oh yeah, yeah, I had a few of those. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't know if it was well. The one with my aunt's a little hard to explain. But mm-hmm. so starting off with that one, um, my mom had me when she was very young. So we used to live with my grandmother mm-hmm. and my my aunt, who was my mom's younger sister, was still in high school. Mm-hmm. So she lived there too, of course. So my mom would work in the morning. Uh, I was probably like three. I was mm-hmm. very young. Um, so my aunt was taking care of me and one morning, broad daylight, uh, we're getting down, we're, we're getting ready to eat breakfast and 
out of nowhere, we hear, I, I don't remember any of this. This is my aunt retelling it to me, but apparently she heard very loud footsteps coming, coming from upstairs, mm-hmm. um, like really heavy footsteps. And they right. started to come down the stairs. Um, as soon as they got to the bottom of the stairs, everything stopped. But mm-hmm. my aunt was very freaked out. So she, she looks over to me and she says that I don't, she, the best way she could describe it, she said, I, I didn't look right. Uh, so I asked her what she meant and she said that my eyes just didn't look the same. And I'm like, okay, that's really weird. Uh, so she, she then proceeded to back away from me. Uh-huh. As soon as she did, um, she heard, she heard loud footsteps again. And like, you know, things were kind of rattling in the kitchen, uh-huh. you know, like very like cliche horror yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she quickly, she, she tried to bring me, apparently I wouldn't move. She, and then she hopped into the pantry. It was a large food pantry. Yeah. So from outside the pantry, she said it's like all the cabinets were opening and closing and stuff was moving around. Then she heard loud footsteps come right up to the pantry door. And then in my voice, she heard me say, the man doesn't like it when you hide like that. Everything stopped. And then my aunt, after another 10 minutes, came out. And apparently I was just sitting at the table eating breakfast and like like nothing had happened. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to say about that. It makes but. my hair and my back stand up, man. So... <laughs> Probably why Back why I, it's probably why I write so much horror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, ones the ones that that I believe the most, just because I know night terrors exist, is is I mean, don't get me wrong, your aunt confirmed that story. So if it happened, man, who knows? Fuck that noise! I don't want that in my life. No, that's that. That's <laughs> some, that no, that's some paranormal activity bullshit. Yeah, that's some. Some means happening. Something bad's gonna happen. Yeah. Kind of shit. Like get out of the house. Yeah, but night terrors, I believe, wholeheartedly, because it's just your mind. Oh, it's just your mind playing with you. Oh, yeah. Well, there's also the, there's also the thought that well, night terrors happen when you're in a semi lucid state. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning you wake up. You basically wake up. I think I think the way it's supposed to work is you wake up mid REM cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're paralyzed. Yeah. Your 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 mind isn't connected to your body at that point. Your right. your very your body's still in a sleep state. You're breathing very calm, mm-hmm. you know, but you you can't move, but you can see. Yeah. Um, what a lot of people believe is that if you have a very overactive imagination, mm-hmm. um, that's why you see things because you're you're in a lucid state. You are technically sort of dreaming, mm-hmm. but you're conscious of your surroundings. Yeah. It's a very weird concept, but yeah, when it, when it comes to when it comes to the concept of night terrors, I've definitely had a few. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing pleasant ever. It's always horrifying. Um, that's what Skirky was saying about his. Oh, except for yours. Oh, well, mine mine are a little special because mine yours mine are very. Grotesque. Mine, mine, mine don't technically follow the the normal format of a night terror because mm-hmm. not normal night terrors like they say like oh you might you might feel like there's a cat like a cat on you you know like it, what that means ultimately is it feels like something tiny but heavy is sitting on your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the feeling of someone embracing you, so it feels like someone is like cuddling you, but mm-hmm. obviously you know no one is there, which is a very unsettling feeling. Um. Uh, one of the one of the more co- well known ones is seeing the shadow people, mm-hmm. and there's always one shadow man that looks like he's wearing a hat. Okay, uh, multiple people have seen the same exact phenomena. Yeah, uh, which says a lot about human psyche. Right. Um, now mine, on the other hand, they they for, they follow the format of the shadow man, mm-hmm. but it, to a unique degree. So when I was very young, um, God, I was probably like eight or nine. I stayed home from school one day sick. I did have a fever, so I don't know if I can attest it to that. Um, but I remember clearly standing in the living room, 
my mom was in the kitchen doing dishes and getting dinner ready. And it looked like a very large shadow crossed over into the hallway that led to my bedroom. Mm -hmm. Now, in that same hallway, there is a bathroom. And to the right of the bathroom door, there is a very large medicine, like medicine closet. Basically, you keep like towels and stuff, like Mm -hmm. a linen closet almost. And on that door was a very large mirror. So this isn't necessarily a night terror. This is almost like a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember seeing a very large shadow directly uh, directly parallel to me. Like It looked like it was my shadow, but it was way too big. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the shadow, and I see it just walk down the hallway, right? Mm-hmm. And that hallway was small. Very tiny. So it, it, it walks down the hallway, and me being, me being a young child, I'm like, I'm like what? So I, I walk down the hallway, and I follow it. So as soon as I walk into the hallway, I look down towards the bathroom and the shadow is on the wall directly in front of the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So I get the feeling like it wanted me to come over there. So I walk, I walk over, I look at the shadow and I turn around and I look at the mirror. Um, mm-hmm. And all I saw was this very, very large figure. And it looked like it was, it looked like a giant person, but they were turned inside out. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Um they had and like the thing had one red eye and one green eye and like a rotten nasty smile and honestly the only way i could put it is is it looked at me and smiled and then i blacked out i just blacked out and like i passed out in that hallway and i now the messed up thing is i remember screaming too but my mom never heard me scream she didn't even know i blacked out because i was only out for like a minute and when i got back up nothing was there so it all it almost like the concept of impossible space. It seemed like it happened in my house, but not in my house. Right. You know? Um, but like I said, I had a very high fever. Um, but the weird part comes is that later on, it did develop into a night terror. So, mind you, I was nine in that scenario. The next time I saw that same figure, I was probably 13. Okay. 14. I was already living uh, next to Drew's house. Yeah. Um, I wait. It was we just moved into the new house. <clears throat> I was laying in my bed, and the way my bed was positioned is my with my head was turned to look at the door. I was looking right at the door. Yeah. So I have this. I have this really weird dream where like I hear these loud footsteps. The hallway light turns on. A large shadow steps into the doorway, and I can't see any detail other than the red and green eye and that nasty smile. And it walks up to me next to my bed, puts its fingers to its mouth, raises its hand, and slaps me. Now I wake up right before the hand hits me. But as I wake up, my body goes right into the wall. And I felt like something had hit me. Wow. And I hit the wall uh, hard enough to wake up my mom and my sister, Megan. Wow. Yeah. So, and I'm not the only person in my household that's like experienced stuff. Megan used to hear things all the time. Like, in that house? Yeah, in that house, like sounds coming from the attic way. It sounded like a whine. I heard it too. We all did. There was one time the entire house woke up except for my stepdad, Tom. Yeah. Um, Emily, my mom and Megan all standing there looking up at the ceiling. Cause it sounded like someone had like a little wind up box and just opened it Yeah, in our attic. Yeah. <laughs> we had never been in that attic, you know? Uh-huh. So I, that's not raccoons. I don't know what that is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I just remembered this, but, uh, there's something I can't explain, but I was way too young to even think I could explain it because it would, it, it's very obvious that it could have been someone. Mm-hmm. I'm just not 100% sure. Yeah. But my grandma's house was a really fucking old house. And the basement had all these, like, when you walk down the basement, the stairs are really fucking steep. Um, and when you walk down, there's like a, like a, 
it's not a cubby because it like goes back. It's like a little hallway to under the stairs. Oh wow! But it's like very, you know, it's just cement. There's just old cement because the place used to flood in the basement. Mm, okay. Um. Well, that was later. Sorry, but it, it just a lot of moisture because there was like uh, the river was at the end, so all the moisture came into the earth. So. <laughs> yeah, the house is sweating. Yeah. Yeah. So it was always. It, it always smelled like mold downstairs, but there was no mold. It was just very moist. Mm-hmm. Well, there could have been mold. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a room, and then you go down the hallway. There's a room directly on the hallway. So that's the creepiest room, because you're literally wor- looking down the hallway to the stairs. Oh, God. <laughs> that's not okay. Steep stairs with a little cubby hole. So, and then there's a the the last room, which has the furnace in the room. Like, just... And then it's, like, covered. Ugh. Um, Some Freddy Krueger shit right there. Right. So when I was younger, I, like, stared down the stairs one time, and, like, it was clearly a scream face, like the scream mask, ghost face. It was clearly that. I, like, ran upstairs, and everybody was upstairs. So it might have been one of Kurt's friends that I just didn't know was there, but I, like, looked out the cubbyhole like a fucking cartoon, like, me. <laughs> oh my god And then just went back in So I was really young So obviously it could have either been One, my little mind playing tricks on me Because kids have an over Over Active imagination Yeah, overactive imagination I don't know why I couldn't say overactive Um, Or it just could have been one of Kurt's buddies Messing with me Just messing with you Yeah yeah, yeah, people messing with you is fun My dad was always notorious for that uh, <laughs> He used to have um, life-size uh, Chucky and Chucky's bride dolls. Oh, Jesus. And they were and they were motion activated and they would of talk course. and move. Of course. So mind you, I'm really young. I get I wake up and they're both right next to me. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so many moments of just having the crap scared out of me. <laughs> hey. Yeah, when you okay, so I grew I grew up watching all that scary stuff. Like yeah. I was five when I watched the Freddy Krueger series. I so, couldn't do it. I I didn't have a choice. That's what we watched. <laughs> That's just what we were watching. But, you know, but it grew on me. Like, one of my favorite horror series out there is uh, Puppet Master. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Puppet Master is just a very, like, weird B-horror movie series. And, like, it's so weird because the puppets aren't even the bad guys, like, in most of the movies. Uh They're just, like, defending themselves or being used for evil. Uh But, yeah, like... If I if I if I would have never started watching horror movies that young, you would never discover stuff like that. So, right. say whatever you want. It's desensitization. I I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's all the same. You know, right. whatever you enjoy. Just as long as, as long as it's not killing people, I guess it's fine. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be hurting anybody. I'm pretty sure it's fine if you're not killing people. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, there's a few exceptions to that yeah. rule. But yeah, <laughs> killing people definitely bad. I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> Not on anybody's to-do list, I hope. No. Uh-uh. And if it is, you better be getting paid well. Isn't that amazing? No. <laughs> Isn't that amazing how in our culture right now, some people can say like the one wrong thing and then just receive thousands and thousands of death threats? I know. It's pretty awesome, actually. It's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like there's a mega mind at play. It's weird. Mean? Like... Megamind? Yeah, Megamind. Like yeah. the movie? Like that... You, you remember Megamind? I, I've watched it one time. That's the one with Will Ferrell, right? I believe so. Yeah. It was... It was, it was it was okay. I don't know. I was, I was I was trying to make a joke, but I don't think people know about enough about Megamind to really like. <laughs> Here's an animated movie people usually know anything about. You ever see Hoodwinked? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> the animation is horrible, but yeah. it's one of the funniest written scripts I have ever like. I, like the movie is just 
hilarious yeah, for it's, it's like time. yeah it, like everything about it's great mm-hmm. except for the animation yeah animation's rough yeah if you can get past that hoodwinked is a great choice if you want to sit there and just laugh nonstop. Yeah. yeah it's a good it's a good time it's yeah it definitely got some it's not it's not painted over no no no, no fine no. tooth comb <laughs> it's definitely they, <laughs> no. had, they had some freedom <laughs> They definitely had some control, yeah, creative freedom. That, that is not a kids movie. No, <laughs> I mean it is a kids movie, but it's about as much of a kids movie as Shrek was, I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking <laughs> speaking of Shrek, did you see Mike Myers at the Oscars? No. Oh my gosh, Mike Myers! I didn't Myers. get a chance to watch the Oscars. It's it sad. It's okay. It's okay. Um, but Mike Myers, yeah, I he's back. Yeah. Well, he was at the Oscars. Well, he was in Bohemian Rhapsody. And he was, yeah. He was in Bohemian Rhapsody. Have you seen it? No. That's... It's okay. The movie was... It was all right. It wasn't amazing. I know a lot of people that are very up in arms about it. Yeah, It it wasn't amazing? I heard Malik was really good. What? What movie? No, no, no. The the, the actor. Oh, Remy. Yeah. Yeah, Remy. Remy? Remy Malik. Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. He was. He did a really good job. He really did. Unfortunately, the I, my problem is is that it's not super accurate to how like all that unfolded. Yeah. Yeah, and the message is kind of lost on itself. <laughs> it ends up just being a giant like music video for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it was still a good time. It was entertaining. Yeah. It had that entertainment factor because it was, you know. Can you see Freddie Mercury in the movie yeah. being played by a good actor who's going to deliver? He's going to do the best he can to he should, deliver Freddie Mercury. He should have tried to sing. I thought he did sing. No, really? He didn't. I don't think he saw him. I, no, I'm pretty sure. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm not gonna look it up right now. Just That's because fine. I need a person in here to do that, like while I'm talking. Yeah, but I don't. I can't afford someone, and <laughs> it kind of just creates some dead air. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So you can't. we can't confirm or deny whether Remy Malik actually sang. No, no. I thought he did. You could be right. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Not a lot of people try to pull off a lame is. Yeah, it's not really recommended most of the time because lame is. Les Mis was intense. They got they got what they were looking for out of it. Yeah. It had that raw emotion, but God, I can't imagine the actual filming process. Like, props to all oh, those actors. Oh, dude. Because can you imagine? All right, take 32. Yeah. Start it from the top. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. Whole choreography and singing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The sets were really good. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they did a really good job on like, all the sets. Like, like pulling that ship in off the ocean. Yeah. Like the opening scene. Like, come on, the opening scene. Uh, yeah, it's is, really that's really cool. Dude, what else is an amazing musical? Muppets Treasure Island. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain your obsession with these fucking Muppets. What's wrong with the Muppets? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the Muppets. Jim Henson created a perfect form of entertainment. You, you have the Muppets. A perfect form. You're yeah. calling it perfect. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Explain. Uh, why do I need to explain? Because it, I don't uh, I don't okay. see it that way. For, okay. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I just want to hear why. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I'm not I'm wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just <laughs> saying explain why. It's the Muppets, all right? I want you to convince me. Why do I have to? It's the Muppets. Because <laughs> I don't see it the way that you see it. 
I'm willing to come to your side on these things, but you have to explain. Okay, here's how this works. All right, you have you have you have Kermit the Frog. All right. <laughs> now Kermit yeah. the Frog is the leader of the goddamn Muppets. Yes. All right. Yep. He's in love with Miss Piggy. Yep. His one of one of his best friends is Fozzie Bear and Gonzo. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to hear this. All right. Now all these guys come together. Right, and they make the Muppet Show. Okay, with all the other Muppets. Yep. Now, <laughs> the best part about the Muppets is, is that they can blatantly rip off whatever they want, and it comes off as hilarious. All right. Okay. First off, that is a superpower. <laughs> they can parody anything. Yeah, and I and it will make me laugh. <laughs> all right. I don't give a shit what it is. So. First off, Muppet Treasure Island is like one of the best Muppet movies ever. Like you can't like you can't deny the fact of like you know like Tim Curry being in it. Like okay. come on, like Tim Curry playing Long John Silver, who's really a pirate. He sings a goddamn musical number. All right, that's magical. All right. What? Here's my problem. I shouldn't have to explain the Muppets. They're self-explanatory. You ever see the Muppet Show? The old, the old one where they have like famous people come on and like. Oh no, man, the show? I grew up with the Sesame Street man. Sesame Street. Fucking Sesame Street. I grew up with Sesame Street. Sesame Street is B-class Muppets. All right, that is nothing. All right, I can go on forever. But Jim, what I want. Jim Jim Henson was a god. Okay. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I'm not disagreeing. This is why you're like, oh, I don't have to explain myself because I'm not disagreeing. I just want to hear it, man. We've never gone in depth about it. You just always like, the Muppets, the Muppets, the Muppets. You are a fucking Muppet. You orangutan looking motherfucker. I am a Muppet. I'm proud to be a Muppet. I'm a very, I'm a very manly Muppet. Oh no, it's a Muppet of a man. That's the one. Yeah. Continue. Continue. I don't know, man. There's like singing alligators and skeletons and shit. And like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, you were saying Jim Henson's a genius. He is a genius. Okay. The guy got rich off a of goddamn Muppets. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Come on, it's the Muppets. Anyone, any any Muppets fans listening to this, please write angry comments explaining as to why the Muppets are the best. And if you don't like the Muppets, well, then you're dead on the inside. <laughs> I just never had a, I never had this want to watch the Muppets. It's not a want, it's a need. <laughs> the A string doesn't exist. Oh, no, it doesn't. Not anymore. It's gone. Shit broke. <clears throat> Oh, goodness me, Francis. Oh, I miss you. I miss you. I miss you too, man. You're fucking arguing with me about the goddamn office. I'm not arguing with you at all. That hasn't been the You ever see Labyrinth? Yeah, I've seen fucking Labyrinth. David Bowie, man. Yeah. David Bowie, I know. Yeah. He's dressed up. He sings a song. It's great. Yeah. He sings a couple songs. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? Do you ever want to do anything like that? Yeah. I would yeah. love to do something with with uh, with Henson Studios. I love pra- first off practical effects all day, all the time. Like uh, like honestly, if if you're gonna if you're gonna use like CGI green screen or any of that crap, like minimal, like please bare minimum, like always. <sighs> it's so obvious. When use it, it when it's needed. Yeah, like use it. Like and it's, since have you watched this Love, Death, and Robots thing on Netflix? No. You, my friend, would love it. Yeah. Here's the deal. Okay. 
15 minute episodes, sometimes five. Oh, wow. They all have a deep, dark message. <laughs> and it's all CGI. Interesting. And it's all animation. And oh, okay. CGI. I, I, I do have quite a thing for like the animation field. I know you I, do. I eventually would like to start an animation company. Because um, right now, all the big animation companies, like more anime-esque, like all those, you will not find them in the United States. So it'd be very cool to start an animation studio that's everything animation. Yep. Um, covering all everything. Like literally like from children's to adults. Like I don't gotcha. care. All of it. Um, yeah. How so do yeah. You, how do you... Yeah, you're such a big fan of anime. Yeah. Anime and animation. You've always You've always had that, you know. Uh-huh. Love for it. And you, you like Jim Henson, so obviously you're <laughs> yeah. you're going to be very leaning towards the animated as well. And how do you feel about all this Disney stuff that's going on? I mean, um, personally, mm-hmm. they're doing a good job. Are you talking about the live action remakes? No. Okay. Well, we can get on that subject. Uh, we'll save that one because we'll I, I, I guess one. I got some words for Aladdin. <laughs> we'll save that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll save that one. Um, no, I'm just talking about like how do you feel like they're coming out with Frozen Two? That trailer looks hardcore. It does. I I don't know. So my problem is is that put, everyone's gonna hate me the second I say Frozen was okay. It was okay. You heartless <laughs> son of a bitch. It, it was. It was okay. <laughs> um, well, that that's coming from a guy whose favorite Disney movie is Hercules. So <laughs> I mean, you can't. I can't really. Can't really. I don't know. Hercules is great. I don't care what anybody says. You can fuck yourself. You don't like yeah. Hercules. So, uh, I mean, Danny DeVito sings a goddamn song, right, yeah. and then you have you have James Woods singing too. So, yeah. like, you know, well, he doesn't really sing. He just makes a lot of angry comments. Yeah, yeah. He does a good Hades voice. He does an amazing Hades. He is yeah. the only Hades. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Frozen Two is okay. Um, we haven't even seen it yet. How do you know what it's like? It could be amazing. I Olaf just, could actually be a badass instead of this Ophi character. Do you know what I really am upset that I didn't see in theaters? What? Wreck-It Ralph 2. I haven't seen it. Wreck-It Ralph 2, goddamn. I want to see that so... <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph opened my eyes when I first saw that in theaters. It was such a perfect movie when it came to, like, character arc and, like, yeah. overall, like... Like, the pacing was perfect. Uh-huh. No, There's no downtime in that movie. Ah, <sighs> why... Why does... Okay, so me being a writer, I like to keep everything to, like, the shorter side of things. Like, when I write a script, I aim for 90 pages. Okay. I don't think a movie needs to be two, three hours long to be good. And I feel like that's the trend that we're starting to see, and that's that's becoming a big problem, because like you're seeing, you're starting, like the in, the the independent market ha- is they're they're doing it very well, but like when yeah. it comes to like big Hollywood, like a Bro. lot of it is just too much. Wait, 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 wait. sir, what, sir, what? Endgame, yeah. It's gonna be three fucking hours, bro. Okay, that's fine because that's literally been building up to it. Though I'm talking, okay. I'm talking like like because okay, here's my problem because everyone had a problem. I talk, I talked to some. So people. are you saying you have a problem with Quentin Tarantino movies? Sometimes. Which ones? Well, they're all great, but fuck. But fuck what? Okay, that's the point, bro. I'm, I'm making I'm making a pointless argument because I actually really like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> okay, I'm just arguing to argue. No, Quentin Tarantino. But here's the problem: Quentin Tarantino's pacing works for a longer movie. There are a lot. There are a lot of movies out where there's fucking like, like, uh, like between the entire two and a half hours of watching it, there's probably twenty minutes of downtime, or or just straight exposition. Okay. Like you don't you don't need that. Just get rid of it. Make it shorter. Make it more concise. Are you are you are you 
It sounds like it tests tests your patience level. It does. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, why? <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a really big problem when you can guess the ending to something and the ending doesn't happen for another two and a half hours. <laughs> That's just called a predictable movie. Uh, at this point, I'd say most movies are pretty predictable. I, I've guessed a lot of endings well, to TV shows and, and movies. Like which ones? Uh, in particular we don't I, have to say the ending I was watching I'm so like curious of what one of my roommates was showing me Penny Dreadful TV show oh I haven't watched it I guessed like 80% of season of like the second of like the second portion of like oh okay yeah and he was like he was like wow I, I he's like I never I didn't see it. I'm like it's so obvious like it's come on well that's up your wheelhouse sort of but you can guess the endings to most things true facts uh, I saw Us recently I have to see it us? I saw Get Out twice in theaters. I I, I, never I was saw, obsessed with that shit. I never saw Get Out. Shut the fuck up. Never saw it. Dude, that man is owning it right now. Oh, I know. He won. You should study that shit. I'm not even talking about his winning. Fuck the winning. Oh, I don't study anything. I do it my way. I know you do it. <laughs> take it. Take take notes, brother. I don't take notes. You should take some notes on Get, Get Out and Us. You saw Us. You yeah, should go see, watch some Get Out. Here's the problem with me taking notes on that. I'm not black. I, I can't write that, like that. that. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're black. I know, but what I'm saying is is that... So I'm talking about the stories. I know. Okay. I know, but... Just see, the us, stories in general. Here's my problem. Us was very good. I did not like the ending. I'm going to say that right now. Did not like the ending. Okay, we'll have to talk about that over the phone once I see Us. Yeah, because... Uh, I'll give you all Frankie's little synopsis of Us. Okay. Then after my, me and him talk about it. <laughs> my, my book report. Yeah. That's interesting. Very good it movie. Lo- it looks really fucking... Oh. It's, it's, so, it's so weird, too, because it's not really a scary movie. It's just very unsettling. Yeah, that's what he's going. Yeah. That's what that's what Get Out is. Yeah. He goes... He go, it he makes go, you very uncomfortable. Yeah, he, he like... Uh, it was it's Jordan Peele, right? Yes. Yeah, Jordan Peele. He likes to he likes to test your nerves. He really does. That's what he's very good at. Because he doesn't. And I, I okay, I'm gonna say this right now. I appreciate this so much. In us, there was not a lot of jump scares at all. Please stop putting jump scares in your goddamn movies. That's so predictable. Oh, the music intensifies. They're about to round a corner. Oh wait, there's nothing there. Camera pans around. It's behind them. Ooh, like <laughs> like eighty percent of horror movies. Like. Right. I'd rather just have the jump scare. I, I don't need the actual... I'm trying to specialize in what's called slow horror. So imagine this. You, you could do a jump scare where someone goes up to a ledge of a window because they hear something outside, right? Yeah, and then a bird flies up against the window. Bird flies up against the window. How about this instead? They hear something coming from outside. And they're too... This is already well into the movie, so they're already pretty scared, right? Right. So instead of having the bird climb up the window, imagine this. The person's looking at the window, horrified. The camera slowly zooms in on the window. As the camera com- as the as the window comes more into focus, a hand grabs onto the ledge. Cuts back to the lady. You see her reaction. She's too. She's like a deer in headlights. She can't move. Cuts back onto the onto the onto the window. Another hand comes up on, and then you have this really deformed looking thing just pu- slowly pulling its way up into the window, and the camera just holds on that moment. Okay, slow horror. Slow horror. I read you, Captain. That's no. That's I. Unsettling. What, yeah, yeah, I like. I, I don't like feeling unsettled. And no one does. That's why it's so great for horror. Right. <laughs> Watching it in a movie, I, 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 I love feeling unsettled. If mm-hmm. it's a horror movie, make me feel the most uncomfortable I can ever feel. Del Toro is really good at that. Del Toro is really good at uh, that. Pan's Labyrinth. The best example I can think is in Pan's Labyrinth when she goes into that weird uh, eye hand demon uh-huh. realm. 
and it's chasing after her. Yeah. You you watch it chase her, mm-hmm. and it, the way it's and it's just the way it's moving. It's super unsettling, and you know what it's trying to do. You know. Well, that's why The Shining's so good. Yep, because <clears throat> it's it's all right there. Yeah, and it's all building up, and Jack Nicholson just owns that shit. Oh yeah. He just mad, dude. He was just angry. That man. Him and uh, they're completely on a different spectrum, but him and Anthony Hopkins mm-hmm. are very good horror actors or thriller actors. Thriller, yeah, yeah. definitely thriller. Well, Shining is a little bit of a horror a horror movie, right? Because there, it's got ghosts and stuff like that. But here's the problem with The Shining: is is that him experiencing cabin fever, or is that actually ghosts? That's cabin fever, right. exactly. I'm. A, Right, everybody can argue whether or not it was cabin fever or there's actually ghosts. Mm. I would say most. But here's the point. It doesn't matter. He tried to murder his family. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. That's where the fucked up part comes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't seen Shining. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you can't even like watch. Go home and rethink your life. <laughs> yeah. What? You... <laughs> I want to know later. Okay. No, no, no. I, I, I had a weird moment where my phone is directly next to me, but even with these headphones on and us talking, I swear to God, I heard it ding, but it's also on silent. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Weirdo. Oh, I felt it. Um, I felt it. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's 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 my summation of horror. Uh, yeah. And Muppets. And Muppets. They should make a Muppets horror movie. They did. Technically, well, no, it was okay. Did you see Happy Time Murders? No, I didn't see. Oh that my movie. god! Of course, you saw that uh, movie. It's not even the Muppets. I know, but like, but see, I, I, I like, I like the idea of like, like these like Muppet creatures living in a human world, and that movie nails it so well. Like, I understand that like it wasn't the most successful movie, but for me, as someone who really appreciates like yeah. the Muppets, it, it definitely brought that gritty aspect into yeah. it. Like, like what if, what if Kermit was like a crack dealer? Like, you know. <laughs> 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 He'd be the best crack dealer. He would. <laughs> He'd sing him a song and give him the crack. It wouldn't be the rainbow connection, Piggy, though. Piggy would be all cracked out of her mind. Oh, my God. Piggy would probably be like a stripper or something. Oh, my God. Uh, where do you work? <laughs> I almost made. I almost stole a joke. I can't do that. Can't do it. Were you going to say, like, beef or yeah, something? Yeah, like say <laughs> beef. <laughs> Tom's girl. Oh, amazing. Check, check him out. Most of his work's on Netflix. It's, it's a really good time. Start from the first one and then go to the newer one. Yeah. And watch the build-up. Understand who he is. He's awesome. <laughs> he got a lot of backlash for saying retard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you, where are you sitting on that? That's, I, like I said, not just retard. I'm, I'm talking about all, like, there shouldn't be any censorship when it comes to entertainment. I'm not even talking about entertainment. I'm still talking about real life, too. Oh, in real life. Well, okay, here's the thing. In real life, just don't be a piece of shit. Mind your own business. Stay out of other people's lives. If okay. someone doesn't like being called some, something, don't call them. Simple right. as that, you know? Right. But at the same time, Someone can't get. I, I feel like people shouldn't get offended from hearing wor- words that would normally offend them in a completely different context. It doesn't even pertain to another person, right? Like that's just that that's that's coming to a point of oversensitivity. Yep. Like, and you know, I can't say any much. Like, what's someone going to discriminate me for? You know, like I'm a five eleven white white straight male. Yeah. Brown hair, brown hair, uh, brown eyes. Like, well, there's that- there's nothing there's nothing I can really say to defend any of that. Right. I mean, um, well, that's see, that's where I'm having trouble. Yeah, because you don't know. Well, no. <clears throat> One, 
I've said this before on the podcast. I'm going to probably say it a lot during the podcast. My goal is to not offend anybody. Yeah. But I am not afraid to be me. No, you shouldn't be. And that's kind of the problem for... And I'm not feeling attacked. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to virtue signal here or anything like that. I'm not trying to say that I'm being attacked now because I'm a white. I'm. I'm just making an observation. But right now, for us straight white men, we're coming into a time where yes, we need to be on our toes. Well, yeah. I we mean- need to be. We need to be better. But the the population of people who are more passionate about the subject make us all out to be... What, monsters? Monsters. Rapists? Controlling, dominant humans when most of us are just trying to figure life out. Yeah. Because of all that's going on. Because we realize that the people... Our ancestors were pieces of shit. Well, I'm actually going to argue against that point because I'm technically only a second generation American on my on my uh, mom's side and third generation on my dad's. Yeah. Um, my mom's side of the family comes directly from Ukraine. Yep. And Italy, and on my dad's side they come directly from Ireland, and from Greece. As far as I know, none of them, no one in my family ever owned slaves. Right, right, right. So, like, I can't, I can't, I can't say any of that. My, my parents were, my parents were immigrants. Um, my great grandmother from Ukraine survived being in a concentration camp during yeah. World War II. She escaped and made it to America. Uh, I don't know why my great grandparents left Greece. Yeah, I have no idea. But you know, like, by the time they got here, all that was done. Yeah. So, like, my my problem is is generalizations. Yeah. What what I really don't like is generalizations. And the big problem is that when it comes to these um these overarching like like societal issues. Yeah. There's there's gonna be generalizations because you can't point a finger if you don't generalize. Correct. You know. And, right. And but that's but that's ridiculous. Like that's literally no different than what anybody else is doing. Like generalizations become stereotypes and stereotypes fuel a whole new kind of hate. So it's yeah. a never ending cycle. People seem to realize people are people. Fuck off. Mind your own business. Like yeah. like I said, here's my thing. As long as you're not killing anybody, raping anybody, or stealing from people, I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's where I've come to is just like treat everybody with the same respect that you want to be treated, that you want to treat yourself to. Yeah. I try to treat people better because I don't even treat myself that well. Facts. (laughs) I'm a fat piece of shit. I don't take care of myself at all. But every time I go out, I mind my P's and Q's. Yeah. It's just. You just don't, there's no point. What's the point in starting a fight? Verbal or physical? There's none. I mean, there's no point. There is a point to polite disagreement and that's fine that's simply verbally that that that, like you said having a verbal discussion about things and that's 100 percent okay but like i said my problem is generalizations yeah i mean i try not to generalize as much a lot i I really try it's probably one of the biggest things that we when we were growing up had trouble with because we were raised in a town full of white people well, and raised by people who were from a different time and watched watched a lot of things happen. Yeah, no, like, they definitely saw their fair share of Vietnam for a lot of them. Yeah, like Jim's dad was in Vietnam. Jim was Jim is my stepfather. Um, 
Jim was in Jim's dad was in Vietnam and Jim grew up in the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who grew up in different places and unfortunately but for some of our straight white men in the world yeah, some of them deserve a fair bear fair share of hate. Yeah, no. Not no. sorry, not hate, but Dislike, dislike. Yeah, I wouldn't say hate. Hate hates, is a little hates far. poor for the world. It's not good. No, hate, hate. Yeah, dissatisfaction or dislike is one thing. Hate is an entirely different thing. Yeah, because hate falls under malice. Right. And malice is just not. I don't know. It's not really needed. Yeah. Um. It's interesting though that you bring up that uh, the whole the whole aspect of like, um, men's men's situation in in the current world because yeah, yeah sure men ruled the world forever. You know. Yeah. I wasn't one of them. Were you? No. Exactly. So here's the problem. Yes, it's good to break the cycle, yeah. but don't forsake a whole nother people just because of like what generations past did. Like that's right. that's that's how everybody else does it. Like figure out a new answer. Right. It's For, a it it it, it kind of gets hypocritical. It it is hypocritical. Yeah. It, it doesn't get there. It's always been hypocritical. Right. Whether it doesn't matter who's doing it to who, if you have to put down another group of people to elevate you and your people status, yeah. it's, you're just doing what our group has done yeah, you, so many times over the years instead of over the, in the past well it, it, it's the concept of instead of instead of finding equilibrium yeah. you're just trying to get the power the power rise that's right. all you want you're trying to get on you're trying to get the high ground which right. is that's fine but just understand that that doesn't make you better than anybody it makes right. you the same right um one of the so an article that i read recently that's really funny uh it was actually written by a trans man so i believe i use that right a, a woman to man yeah, I, trans man because it, you, it's you it's it's, what, it's, say, what, it's whatever their preferred. Is, I I yeah. would I would say when you're talking about someone who you don't know personally and you don't know their pronouns, I would just say is transgender human. <laughs> that's fair. I know that's I know that's really silly, but if you I, I'm guessing you know that it's you just obviously you know you. It's it was a brought woman up. who went to a, who can who transitioned into a man. Yeah. So I'm going. I, we can't assume. So I would just yeah. See, that's what I, when me and Matt had our conversation, um, he was talking about how much I say human beings. Yeah. And I acknowledge it, and I'm, I'm, I I will try my best to not say human beings, because the beings part is just dumb. I should just say human. <laughs> or humans. Yeah. I don't know why I have to put the beings part. Like, oh, because we are being. Um, We're a being. <laughs> but um, I'd say... Yeah, on the podcast, I think it's probably best if we not if we're not sure. Even though I don't think we'll get a lot of hate for it because we're not talking poor about the person. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway. Regardless, right? I mean, ultimately, if they if they want if they have a problem, they have a problem. There's I'm not right, but it's not like you're doing anything to that person. No, that's no, where that's where it gets all hairy because people are like shaming a bunch of people and sometimes ruining people's lives. Yeah, when it's just but mis- they haven't personally done anything to them. Yeah, it's just mis- it's just misinformation. Yeah, whatever. Uh, th- that's why I think it's all kind of funny. But this article was great. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by a woman to a man. Yeah. Uh, there was several. It was almost like a social study experiment, and and the whole the whole concept of the piece was, do do men actually have uh, male privilege? And mm. the entire article is a is a woman transitioned to a man, yeah. and she was explaining her experiences as a woman, and then his experiences as a man. So right. like the two the two separate lifestyles are split okay. into the article. 
And then as a woman, the writer states, when I was a woman, everyone paid attention to me whether I wanted them to or not. Yeah. Um, while that was annoying and I did feel like I wasn't safe sometimes, I always ha- I was always getting people's attention. Right. <laughs> then the writer goes, as soon as I turned into a man, no one cared about me. <laughs> yeah. Got no more attention. Um, like going out in public was always strenuous because like, you know, you have to make the first move on everything. Yeah. And if you don't, it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. So the way the way the writer like summarized the entire transition was at, you know, there is no such thing as, as real male privilege because only men the uh, there's there's the illusion of it because only men care about men. Right. And that was and that was like the topic of the article. And there was also several other uh, women to men uh, trans as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really funny because like there's nothing great about being a guy like <laughs> like this it's is true we're disgusting it, it's so, here, here's the best that's part a, that's a fun generalization to just it's a fact most men are gross yeah no that that one's kind of true yeah. <laughs> it's but, just a, like, but but that, that, that's, we're all degenerates it's just, it's just human beings though like we're all pieces of shit to some degree like no, like no one is fu- no one is perfect and if they are they probably have a mental problem like you right. can't you can't be inherently perfect you're gonna disagree on something yeah if not you're if, if you are truly a person who doesn't disagree on anything and is just like open then you are the most zen motherfucker in the world i don't know who you are but good for you yeah (laughs) that's some guru level shit right there like but it it just doesn't matter in my opinion it doesn't matter one day you're gonna die anyway just enjoy being alive to the best your ability do the best you can to not fuck something up like Mm -hmm. and go like i said don't hurt other people don't even hurt yourself you count as people yeah I don't know. Gotta take care of the meat wagon. Well, so as, as, as I grew up learning, especially from my dad, always take care of yourself first because in order for you in order for you to take care of someone else, you have to be doing well. No. If you can't even take care of yourself, you can't do shit for anybody else. No. So like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with having a slightly selfish personality as long as you're not like taking from people. Yeah, like well, okay, so here's Wow, Shane's going to give a little... I'm going to give... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just... Some life old, advice? No, that's not a life advice, actually. It's... it's. I'm, here's what's going on right now. That sure. Per, that pertains to that. I mean, like, okay, so I've been with my girlfriend for two years. Yeah. We we get along very well. Um, She's a very calm, collected, wise for her age person. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a wonderful... She's a wonderful woman, huh? <laughs> Uh, she's very mature for her age. She's, uh, you know, she's twenty. She's twenty-one, about to be twenty-two. Um, a lot more collected and understanding of herself compared to most. And this is a gross generalization. It's not even a gross generalization. It's just a, what we've observed over the years is that people our age are. We want party, man. We yeah. want the. We want. The, most of us want the next best thing. We all. Materialism has kind of taken over our generation and the younger generation. Everybody wants money and everybody wants to do cool shit. Yeah. Eliza's not like that. Yeah. And neither am I. I just like my video games and my magic cards. So I guess if we want to talk about Shane's materialism, it's just I like playing games. So that's just a nerdy part of me. But I don't care what my car looks like. If it gets me from point A to point B, it gets me to point A to point B. Then again, I don't have the money to do, to have the nice things. So, obviously, my materialism is very lack thereof just because I'm a practical person and understand that I can't own all of that stuff. Yeah. Can't have an Apple Watch on top of my iPhone. Like, I can only have an iPhone, and I had my last iPhone for two and a half years. Yep. But Mine's about three years old. Where I'm at, which kind of, this is where, like, I kind of get sore on myself, 
Um, I don't have enough money to be the type of partner that I want to be, that I have the expectation for myself as a partner. I understand that we're getting to a time where everybody's very understanding about this, and it's actually nice that, yeah, not... The guy doesn't have to pay for dinner every time. Like it's not it's not that way anymore. Everything's expensive. Yeah, no one can afford that shit. Nah. No I, one knows. I want to get to a point where I can afford all that. But right now I'm in this weird place where I'm kinda of down on myself because I can't afford to take my girlfriend out twice a month. Mm-hmm. I, and not even like a super fancy dinner, but even to a decent restaurant. Like I I it's not practical. I'd rather pay my I'd rather pay my student debt that I still have because I'm dumb and didn't take care of it mm-hmm. and was ignorant to that, even though it's not a lot. And that's my issues. That's why I'm more mad at myself because it's not a lot in comparison to, like, oh, yeah. not to put you down, <laughs> but it's not even putting you down. It's just a fact like you or Elliot. Yeah, I'm definitely right. Those are just on... two examples that I know that are in more debt than I am, but mm-hmm. I still want to just get rid of it because it's that small of amount yeah. and it's been so many years since I've gotten out of college yeah. because I didn't finish college. So it's kind of one of those situations like that's, it's weird. I don't even know what we were talking about beforehand. Why I went on that little tangent. I think we were talking about putting, putting ourselves down. Yeah. Taking talking, care of yourself. Taking care of yourself and yeah, money stuff. And yeah. Yeah. No, I just want to be, I just want to be mega rich. Because it just it just makes right, and that's that's yeah. another thing. Every all of us want to be just stupid rich, but well, I think all of us aren't looking at it as we want these material possessions. We want to live comfortably. Yeah, no, I, I was actually going to say because I, I get into this argument a lot because you know being out in California, people always ask you why are you doing this, why are you doing this, and they expect like, oh, it's my passion. No, I want to get rich. I'm a I, I I'm good at I'm good at telling stories. Nope, I know how to write. True. Why not make a bunch of money doing it? I agree. So my thing is, is like, yes, I, I do have passion, but the passion comes from the stem of wanting more money and yeah. knowing that if I am passionate and that I do have really good work, it does make its own money. Right. And then I, yeah, and like you said, I don't, I don't, I, if, even if I get rich, I'm not going to go buy a bunch of Gucci brand bullshit. No. I'm going to, I'm going to shop at Burlington Coat Factory, yeah. buy, buy discount shit. Like yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to go to Walmart and well, continue to get my black t-shirts. Yeah, it's fine. That's literally all I wear is black t-shirts and I have one pair of jeans and one pair of khakis. That's all you need. That's all I need. So here's, and, well, see, that's the thing too. It's I like, wash my clothing, everybody, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that gross. <laughs> it just pisses me off because it's like, yeah, I, I, no one wants to be like well not no one but a lot of people don't want to be rich to just have like a bunch of material possessions people want to be rich so they could just know that they don't have to worry about bills and they can just yeah. go out on vacation and like see the world not even just go see the world but do what you love yeah just do it any like okay so like imagine this anyone listening like okay if you're working a nine to five job you you are in a routine of wake up monday through friday if not more some people don't mind that though which is totally fair no, that's fine. If you if you enjoy that lifestyle, that's fine. But understand this: I'm trying to give it from my viewpoint. Yeah. For me, that for me, I can't stand working on things that I don't know that don't have an end. I like to know that there's an end to something. So working a desk job where I'm sitting there, fucking like nine nine to five every single day, doing the same exact thing over and over and over again right. on an infinite loop, it drives me insane. Well, that's because you have <clears throat> I have a goal. Ha- you I've, have a dream. Well, um, well, it's also it's all, I had a dream. It's also the way I process stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I'm very like I'm very like check off the box kind of person. You can't check off the box a nine to five continuous desk job. 
The day you check off is the day you retire at fucking 70 with no pension because it's not going to exist by then. Right. My, my problem is, like, I can't... For people who could do that, that's amazing. I Pensions can't. exist. It's your, it's, your, it's your social security number. No, 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 no. They're saying, they're saying the 401ks, pensions, none of that's going to exist in the next, like, 20, 30 years. That's yeah, because gotta well, save up. Well, the the issue is that we're <laughs> which is bad. Well, the country's well, not so, bad. It just sucks. The country is in so much debt that even even the income tax that we currently pay, which wasn't instituted until the forties, Florida and Nevada are the only states without income tax. Yep, from what I know, at least. Yeah, that's from <clears> what <throat> I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, like there could be more, but I'm 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 ninety nine percent sure that those two are the only ones. Here's an idea. Get rid of the income tax and guess what? Capitalism might just work. Because if you put more money in people's pockets, they'll spend it. You want a trickle up economy, not a trickle down. Well and that's how we get more that's how we get newer iPhones. Because we keep buying the newest iPhone. They can work on getting more and new better and new shit. Yeah. That's that guess what, fuckers? That's capitalism. That's how uh, that's supposed to work. Capitalism and consumerism, the two C's of America. Right. You to know? progress a company such as Apple or Google or anything for them to become better, they need to sell more shit. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. To sell more shit, that's if we want all of that stuff. Like, here's a here's a prime example of, of what's about to happen in the video game world: Google and Stadia. Yep, they're literally. Skirky said it. I was obviously thinking it with him, and you were probably thinking it too. They're making this is the beginning of the Matrix. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're finally doing the uh, the in depth like almost full dive technology. Yeah, they're stream. They're it's starting off as a streaming video game network which is basically going they're basically going to be netflix for video games yep you're gonna pay a certain amount a month and you're gonna play whatever video games are on there and it's gonna keep cycling out and at one point it's just going to get to the point where they can hold all the video games yep and it's just going to turn evolve and turn into full dive yep they have no choice. Full dive VR. And that's basically we have we have these people who are trying to do this because books like 1984 mm-hmm. or Ready Player One. Yep. I mean anime did a fuck ton. I mean going- not everybody wants to be in this fucking reality. No, well see that's that's the problem. So <clears throat> I'm not gonna delve too far. I like this reality. That's why I want to be a stand up comedian. Well <laughs> here's the problem. I like making fun of this place. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of people that share the sentiment of why not have both. The problem is, and I realized this when I tried just plain VR. Uh-huh. Like I have a buddy who has VR. I visited him for literally like a half hour on Christmas. And he had it. And I wanted to try it so bad that I ignored all the other people that I wanted to talk to and say hi to. I yeah. literally went upstairs to play this VR because no one has it. Yeah. If I were to get a VR... Uh, I'm gone. <laughs> that shit was so fun. And I was just playing the bow and arrow game where you shoot stick figures, and I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> this is so cool. If on. I own one of these, I'm not going to exist in the human world anymore. So I know my limits because of my obsessive personality. Oh, I'm fine with disappearing. I, if I can get really rich, live a full life, and then find a way to make myself immortal and just like throw my consciousness <laughs> into that. <laughs> Let's do it. Frankie wants to do it. Frankie, Frankie, um, <clears throat> and I, this, is, this is why I love your brain. <laughs> Technology to kill God. No, it's, you basically want to, <clears throat> you, you basically want to create a heaven. Yeah. Quote, quote unquote. Why not? 
You want to create a heaven. Here, let me put it like this. Something that's actually there <laughs> in front of people and they know they can get it. Yeah, because guess what? At that point, all religion becomes entirely pointless. Um, most people follow religion because they don't, they, they fear the end. Right. Well, if you can clearly see what the end is, what do you have to fear? Mm-hmm. Now, imagine this. But don't you think that would take away people's admiration in this life? Nope, because you, you enforce very strict rules. You can't enter until you're 60. Oh my goodness. Why, why do you have to have rules? New World Order. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. No, see, I mean, but think about it. Seriously, I'm like, thinking about it. I'm well, well, I want you to talk about it because it's generally it's very interesting. Well, it's it, it's it's just it's just a topic along the lines of we have technology now that far exceeds any of what people like t- 15 years ago people would have never thought we would have had what we have today right yeah we don't have hover cars or any of that but that's not the reason why we don't is because that's impractical what's the point of yeah. it Scient- you know scientifically it's just not yeah scientifically like people could barely drive on the goddamn road you want cars falling out of the sky <laughs> yeah. i don't uh, no so okay it's impractical hoverboards right? are cool if Hover- they can make a hoverboard that's dope they have jetpacks now right <laughs> you can you can ride a goddamn jetpack all right they have flying motorcycles you'll be fine without your hover cars yeah now get this Imagine if instead you create this full dive VR at the same time you study technology to find out how to make the human brain immortal. Mm-hmm. My my hypothesis about the consciousness. Yes, my hypothesis is is that humans do in fact have a soul, but the issue is that the soul is deeply tied to the ego or the conscious. Okay. So if you make someone's brain immortal, sure. which outside of the human body, scientifically, yes, as long as you can keep the electrical currents going, it should not age. Oxidation which is what calcifies your brain ultimately yeah. is caused by your internal organs attacking your brain. Mm-hmm. The brain itself outside of the human body will not continue to deteriorate at the same rate. Sure. So if you find a way to preserve that and then hook up that, that consciousness to a VR simulator where they can live, that would basically, you would just basically have to upload your consciousness onto the computer. Exactly. And once that process is done, yeah, you have an immortal afterlife where you can, you can explore infinite possibilities. Right. So you, but you want to make it so that they can go into like a anime world they or can like do whatever a video they want. game world. Right. You can live in the goddamn Pokemon world. You yeah. can go live in the Lord of the Rings. You can, I don't give a fuck what you do. You can, right. but that's the point. You can do whatever you want. That is at that point a real heaven. Right. Because heaven is simply an afterlife. Right. It's, it hasn't always been heaven. That's not what yeah. all the ancient people called it. Uh-huh. It's just a concept that evolved because humans fear the end. Yeah. Because it's something that we don't know. Right. And unfortunately, we're, we're very self-aware creatures. So, of mm-hmm. course, we're going to question, what's the point of our existence? Well, what, hap- what if there is no point? Right. Make a point. Right. Would you, <laughs> would you implement something? Would, would you want to implement something into this system where you can turn off? No. Here's how this works. If you, so if, you, if you, if you are tired of existing, you can, you can choose to do that. It's not a turnoff switch at that point. You, at that point. You, it, okay. I can't say it's a, it's not a literal turnoff switch, but yeah, you can, you can be shut off. Okay. That's what I, that's what I mean. Like you can, so that's okay. So what you're talking about is basically exploring the universe for th- ever yeah. because you can't, your consciousness is no longer, it's immortal. It's immortal. Yeah. What ha- some people, if they were to reach immortality and actually learn everything and know everything, yeah, and they feel as if they're content with that, then existing sometimes people are just like, yeah, you know what? I don't think I need to know anymore. Well, well that's fine, and that's what I mean. Would you put something in the system where they can actually just what happen? What people think happens is when you die, you just stop. 
existing. You stop. Yeah, they could choose to do that. Okay, cool. So if there'll be many options, like honestly, for instance, what? Why can't they? Okay, so let's say they're they're tired of existing within 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 the virtual reality, right? Okay, well, I'm pretty sure they they would have to be in there for at least two or three human lifetimes before they before mentally it would become too much of a burden. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's two or three lifetimes to live any life you want, two or three times. Right. <clears throat> which is more than enough for most people. And there's technically a restart button. Yeah, there is. So like, if you don't like what you're doing, go do something else. It's yeah. not a big deal. So, okay, now imagine this. By then, ro- robotics would have probably excelled because humans aren't going to stop of creating new technology. That, yeah, maybe they, in like a f- 300, yeah. Uh, yeah, however long it would take, but so, there's a possibility in the future that we could upload our brains into a... Into a robot. Into a robot. And so, we're just a robot instead of a human. Yeah, and then guess what? Oh, you want to go on a space exploration? Get on a ship. You're immortal. Shoot them out into space. Yeah. You could do whatever you want at that point. You want to study the oceans on our planet or another planet, you, you you would be you would have an infinite amount of time to explore those options. Right. I feel like I feel like humanity has such the a lot of humanity, especially old generation, has this profound fear of upsetting this invisible God. Some, not all believe in a God. I understand, but here's the issue. Even the ones that don't believe in a God believe humans should not be immortal. And I don't understand why. Because like, what's the I point? don't believe humans shouldn't be immortal. I believe that it shouldn't be exclusive. It should not be exclusive. It should not be exclusive. No, you can't buy your way in. No. Uh. Uh-uh. As a matter of fact, uh, some of the prerequisites, if something like this were to ever happen, would have to be like I said. Don't if you've murdered, raped, or killed, you're gonna have to do time in hell, and there will be a real hell, just like how there's a real heaven. But who are you? Okay. And there are there are levels to the crimes. That's that's. I know that's me playing God, <laughs> right? But it's not actually playing God because that that imagine imagine like a worldwide government. It would be like the United Nations moderating that, but they'd be held to it as well. Because guess what? If the technology is capable of putting your consciousness into something, it's also capable of reading every memory, subconscious or conscious. Yeah. So you can't lie your way out of anything. Right. Did you commit the murder? There's no testimony. They hook your brain up to something. They can see you commit the murder if you did it. Right. How are you going to hide from that? Yeah. And it's simple. People are like, oh, what if they tamper with the, with the device? Make it so if the device is tampered with it, it just explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's there's a lot of kinks to wrinkle out, and a lot of this I'm actually going to be using for a, uh, a dystopian trilogy series Sweet. I want to do. Okay, I dig that. Um, I but, was figuring but, you were going to write something like that. Oh, it. no, I'm definitely going to use this as a writing piece. But, you know, this is one of those philosophical levels of, of thought on a society scale. If you want to pick Frankie's you know? brain and you got a lot of fucking money, hit him up. Yeah, hit me up. <laughs> I, I need money, and I'm willing to write for money. Yeah, I'm he, willing. I'm willing to do almost most things. He'll work his ass off for this project. He's been talking about this shit for years. I don't, it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, like branch out of the fucking box that we've been in sure. for. For it, it's been, it has been a long time. I mean, it's been like thousands of. It's been at least one thousand years. Yeah, one thousand years since like the first philosophers really mm. started thinking about like what does it mean to be a human. Yeah. If not longer, fuck. Right. Like, and I'm not talking on like the philosophical level of like, oh, like being a human is to be, but to be is also to be human. Like, ah, no, none of that. Like, what does it mean for us to be alive? Yeah. And a lot of that gave birth to religion, mm-hmm. but religion's lost its purpose in the modern day. It no longer serves the same purpose. I don't. I I don't know a lot of people our age. It's a dying trend. It's. Because people people nowadays realize that the morality value is great, but the rest of it's bullshit. Right. 
I think not, it's, not to upset any of those believers out there. I think it's also <laughs> some people just experience too much in life to believe that something is actually supposed to be watching out for them when they've been dealt a shitty hand. Oh, I'm actually more upset with the idea of religion being correct. Because if religion is correct, then that basically means that God and the devil are the same person. Yeah. Because, like, there's no way in hell that a God would just watch some, like watch stuff like this happen. And then everyone goes, oh, it's free will, it's free will. Well, according to the Bible, free will is an illusion. So I don't know what I want, like, I don't know what to tell you. Do you believe in uh, predeterminism? No. Okay. Here's the problem. You don't believe that, like, I'm a Greek predetermined? I'm a Greek that doesn't believe in fate. <laughs> <laughs> um, the issue with fate is that it's actually a, it's actually a butterfly effect. Okay. Um, so, you know, like I, like you, God, it's so hard to explain. So let's go with the, um, hold on, I'm losing it. It's okay. Just take time. Oh God. Well, what's the story? What's his name? Killed, killed his father, slept with his mother accidentally because there was a big prophecy. I don't know, man. Uh, I've never heard that tale. Slept with his mama? So yeah, okay. So I can't remember the guy's name, but basically, there's there's a Greek story. Um, this this well known king goes to goes to a um a prophet, and the prophet gives him a prophecy stating your own son is going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Out of fear, his wife gives birth to his to his only son. Out of fear, he takes that son and abandons him on the side of the road. Okay. Son gets picked up by some farmers. A bunch of stuff happens. Um, the son is tasked with going to the city. On his way to the city, he runs into a nobleman. Nobleman start uh, goes to attack him. Uh-huh. The guy kills the nobleman. Yeah. Turns out that was his father that he never met. Goes back to the city, and ends up being crowned the new king because he killed the old king. You know, it was kind of like a keep what you kill situation, from what I understand. Okay. Um. So he goes back, becomes the new king, marries the old queen, aka his mother. Didn't know any of it, right? Oh wow. So what would have happened if the king never got rid of his son? Would the prophecy still have come true? Probably uh, not. Probably not. <clears throat> but but by but by knowing what the prophecy was, he made it come true, and that's self fulfilling prophecy, which is ultimately a butterfly effect. Right. He chose. There was one of two. Well, there was there was one of three paths. He picked the one that killed him. Right. If he would have kept the kid, he probably would have been fine. Instead of leaving him on the side of the road, if he would have killed the kid, he probably would have been fine. Yeah. No, he took the dumbest route, left the kid on the side of the road, and a kid got picked up by some farmers. Right. Or some shit like that. So it's like. My problem with fate is, is that if you are told something is going to happen, you're going to start subconsciously making it happen. Right. If you believe that you're capable of doing something, you're going to start slowly becoming capable of doing something. Yeah. It's very simple. So it's, it's all mindset. Yeah. You can, and the best part is you can trick yourself. Like, even if you understand that concept and you know it, you can still trick yourself into getting shit done because all you have to do is believe it. That's right. it. I don't know. That's why I started doing this shit. Yeah, you just got to do it. There's no, like, honestly, if anyone's listening to this and they're, and they're thinking about, like, oh, you know, I want to start a makeup tutorial or, oh, I want to start, like, like reviews, yeah. well, just do it. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. Just, don't, just do it. Yeah, the, I, think, I think what happens is that people have this really high expectation when they want to create something that, yeah. that it, they, like, dude, Picasso sold one thing. I know. Or Van Gogh. Van Gogh sold one thing. One thing. Didn't become famous till after he died. Yeah. It was it was one of those two. So sorry if I butchered one of their stories. But one of those two only sold one thing. And they're now renowned as men. They're now a renowned artists. Yeah. 
when you create something, and this is what I realized, this is what I came to terms with before I even started this or before I even started stand-up. I did one show, everybody. I got a couple chuckles. I met my goal. We're going to keep working at it. If it doesn't happen for 20 years, I don't give a shit. I'm trying something, and I want to do it, and it gets me fired up. That's all that matters. One day, if I give up, I'm going to move somewhere and work at a bar and just be that guy. Gonna be that old guy that tends the bar. See, I give you a lot because if if I'm not rich by the time I'm forty, I'm leaving the country. Why leave the country? I don't want to just keep... go to Montana. No, I don't. Wanna... <laughs> I don't want to keep... live in the mountains, bro. No, I'm gonna leave the country. Live off the land. I want to. I'm, I'm be gonna, a man. I'm gonna leave the country and start doing just unnecessarily dangerous shit till something eventually kills me. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> Frankie's not that bad of a human. He wouldn't do that. Anyway, at, at 40, if I'm still rich and buried in debt, yeah, I'm doing it. Right. But <laughs> I think it, it comes down to that immediate gratification. That's bullshit, too. So it's <clears throat> it's bullshit, but it's a it's it's a fact of oh, it's most real. that walk the earth. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've fallen victim to instant gratification a numerous amount of times. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I finally have come to terms that what I want to do. And what I've been doing, which I could have started this podcast when I was younger. Obviously, no one was going to listen to a fucking 18-year-old, but I still could have been doing it. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm smarter than an 18-year-old, and I'm comfortable enough to actually do this. I'm not smarter than a 50-year-old. They're clearly smarter than me. They've experienced more life than me. Wiser, not smarter. Wiser. Thank you, Frankie. Smart, smart. Right. Smart, yeah. They are definitely wiser than me. So being more comfortable in your skin is easily is is sometimes easily more obtainable when you're older. Yep. And it's, right now, I'm gonna evolve. You're gonna all watch me evolve. Whoever sticks with this to the bitter end, you're gonna watch me evolve because I'm gonna change my opinions on a lot of things. I'm only 25, dude. Yeah, you never know. If I'm supposed to live to 100, which I really hope I don't, because. I'm kicking out at 75 if there's not a Frankie world out there. <laughs> it's the only way to have fun. I'm fucking kicking it, bro. I'm not living to deteriorate in front of my loved ones and have them all worry about me and create stress in other people's lives. Fuck that. Nah. You don't need me. I'm good. I lived my life. I made you. Bye. <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. Yeah. No, it's... 75 is a good age for men. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... We become really senile. Like I said, I'm either going to be rich and immortal or fucking crazy and probably dead at 40. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're going to produce some little Frankies. You won't be dead at 40. I don't know if I want kids. You know, I'm, I... slowly, I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm like, ah, kids kind of just get in the way. Not to mention the world's dying. I don't want to leave this to anybody. If the world changes around and somehow, <laughs> if the world somehow changes around, I, I agree. It's kind of scary to think about having kids right now. I'm gonna hear a lot about this from Eliza. Whoopsies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, I talking about it with friends is always healthy um, because you know we've known each other for so many years. For those of you who don't know, I met Frankie when I was 15. He tried to offer me a lollipop, and I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as you rightfully should have been. But then we became friends. Yeah, just didn't take the lollipop. I became all my friends. I got through so such weird means. Like you, I gave you a fucking lollipop, and then like we hung out for the day. Drew, I like met at the library, even though I was living right next door to him. (laughs) Uh, God, Skirky, he was just some weird little bird man. Before he got anomaly. 
Yeah, Skirky, Skirky before he got ripped was uh was an interesting was an interesting man. Um met him at a met, met him at Alex Kinnaman's party. Yep. I met uh, I met him at Kimmy's house. Yeah. Oh my god. And then we're gonna try not to say last names. We're not talking poor about Alex, but we're gonna try not to say say not last names because um, I don't want people's going on the internets and finding them you know what i mean yeah okay don't yeah it's it's okay uh, we're not talking poor about alex she's not gonna fucking sue us oh, she's no. a nice girl <laughs> but i no, mean she no, could, she no could, one go and be weird on the internet she could try and sue us i have no money i don't want that kind of audience as a matter of fact if anyone is willing to assume my identity please you can have it because that means you take my debt with you uh, <laughs> i'll get a new one Cause I'm not married to it. It's okay. Yeah. I'll just be like that person did it. I didn't go to college. Yeah, what the fuck. That's not my name on that degree. I can write and do the. I can write without a degree. Take it. I don't need that shit. I'm not a doctor. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. That's pretty much. That's get a really high bitch. Bork, bork. Oh god, I thought you didn't like the Muppets. <laughs> that's the only thing you. That's, that, that's one of the things that you show. Watch the Swedish Chef. Yeah, the Swedish Chef is hilarious. He, he's a Muppet with human hands. Leave him alone. <laughs> he doesn't speak in actual language. I know. And all of his vegetables and like fruits are alive. <laughs> and he kills them. Yeah. I <clears throat> fuck. Uh, I don't know. What do you not know, man? I just not anything, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you with something because I have to go pee and we're, uh, everybody's going to have alone time with Frankie. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going to start saying that every uh, time I have someone in and I have to pee. Alone time? Alone time with my guest. <laughs> um, talk about... Can talk, dude. You, I love. This is why I love talking to every all of us. I love talking to all of us because we can all talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yes, but I got to give you a topic because that's only courteous of me. Yeah, what's my topic? Your topic. <laughs> Come on. I want you to tell the tale of <laughs> tell a tale from the UP. We'll we'll keep the UP running. Oh my god! Tell, okay, tell tell them about because I, I I'll be able to listen to it later, so it'll be funny. Um, tell them about uh, your experience sleeping up in the A frame and what you saw outside. <laughs> oh oh yeah, lovely. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so went to the UP with Shane, Elliot, and Matt, and myself. Um. We crammed ourselves into a tiny little car. We brought enough provisions to make us through the weekend. Uh, no one was around for miles. I mean, literally, like, we had we had one of the most disturbing experiences with one of the guys who also, like, co-owns the cabin. He came up, and he had to drop the classic horror line of, you know, no one can hear you scream out here. So that was horrifying. And then that very same night, uh, in the UP where there's no city lights or no lights at all for that matter, you can see everything, beautiful sky, but you can't see five feet in front of you to save your life. Um, I had a really weird dream, kind of like a night terror, and I woke up with my head uh, under the curtain facing out the window looking at the fire that was still going outside, and it looked like there was shadow figures dancing around the fire. Um it was just very unsettling. A lot of weird stuff kept happening when we were there. Like, doors would open and shut randomly. And no one was in the A-frame. <laughs> the raptor noise. Oh, my God. It sounded like a goddamn velociraptor was coming at us. 
Uh, something, something, something's up with that basement. Yes, that little cubby hole. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna save that little thing for Elliot because he'll be able to tell the actual oh, story. His, his, yeah, his story. No, that yeah. place. That place was both beautiful and disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, the drop off. Yeah. Oh yeah. On the back. Yeah, you're just you're just looking out the back uh, off the back porch, and then like it's like a. 20, 20 foot yeah, yeah. It's like a 20 foot fall 20 foot fall straight off the back of the back it's, porch it's, it's not exactly like a straight drop it's it's got you know it's kind of like a little it's a steep hill yeah <laughs> steep well, 20 foot hill we also, if you were to walk down you'd kind of like half slide oh no definitely <laughs> um i think the weirdest thing is that the only animal that we saw was one deer and that's it that's because all the wolves were aware of us and they were watching us while we were walking around probably if the wolf that place is so dense. Yeah. If a wolf didn't want us to know it was there, we wouldn't know it was there. No, but that's why we brought many knives and some pellet guns. <laughs> just so we could piss them off before they yeah. maul us to death. <laughs> Me and Skirky brought up the whole mattress thing. That, that one. Oh, was... no, that was uncomfortable. Um, I don't know what that was supposed to be, and I really don't want to know. Yeah. But we'll never know. That's kind of what... I think what Elliot said was the creepiest, though. That when we were walking back from that, he said it looked like someone ran past us on, on the side. Yep. Yeah. I believe it. I wouldn't doubt. Someone was probably living out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking hermit. Ugh. Crazy old man with a really large beard and long hair like Radagast the Brown. Radagast? <laughs> I love Radagast. Oh, my God. Radagast <laughs> is one of the funniest characters. Yeah. He just cares about animals, man. Yeah, There's man. nothing wrong. He loves nature. There's That's beautiful. Frankie, like, Frankie's a big fan. Oh, I love... He's, he shares the same mindset when it comes to animals and nature. Oh, I love animals. People are assholes. Animals are awesome. They, they live entirely off of, off of an instinct. They have no morality. No. Therefore, nothing they can do is either good or evil. It's not even intentional. They're just doing it. Right. That's, that's fucking... their nature. Yeah. That's awesome. And they don't speak like little assholes <laughs> talking back to me all the time. I mean, dogs kind of talk back to you sometimes. Dogs talk back to you, but they're doing it because they're playing. They're not actually talking back. True. Because they know who's boss and who feeds them. Yeah, you want to get dinner? You shut the fuck up. You can't, can't do that to a kid. They'll call they'll call social services on you. Yeah, how do you feel about that going on? What, so people getting their kids taken away over like... Stupid shit? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Spanking? Fuck you. Yeah, come on. I used to get, I used to get my ass kicked. Um, <laughs> I turned out okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Got flicked in the mouth and slapped around, man. Not so, Okay, sorry. My mom did not slap me around. She definitely slapped me, but when it was well deserved, and I said something poor, I got no. I got my ass kicked, um, uh, which is fine. I got in trouble. <clears throat> Shit I mean, happens, man. When you're a kid and your parents don't know what else to do to get your mind straight. Oh, I was an asshole. I know it. Like as a as a kid, I have one story where I was in kindergarten and I just didn't want to go to school for that day. So halfway through the school day, I locked myself in a bathroom stall and. And, you know, mind you, all you had to do was just slide the latch over to yeah. get out. And I kept telling the teacher, I don't know how to open it. I don't know how to open it. And this went on for like an hour. And then they had to call the fire department. <laughs> and as soon as the fire department got there, mind you, it, this whole thing was like, I was like two hours deep in the bathroom <laughs> at this point. The firefighter goes to, goes to like kick the door open and tells me to move. And right before he's about to, I just open the latch and walk out because the final oh. bell rang. I got a lot of trouble for that one. <laughs> I would have smacked the fuck out of you. <laughs> I once told I once told the I once told the first grade teacher that my mom wasn't feeding me because <laughs> she made me mad. I was an asshole. I think I think my favorite is is uh, my favorite had to be I think I, oh God I I had just gotten the Nintendo sixty four and like my grades weren't that great like I had a couple D's and like a couple C's and like no B's and A's because well, I was young I didn't give a shit about school. Yeah. Um, my mom's like I'm taking your game console away until your grades get better. 
So, you know, a, a month passed by and my grades, instead of, you know, D's and C's, were now mostly F's and D's. <laughs> and my mom looks at me and says, well, don't you want your game console back? I'm like, yeah, give it back and my grades will go back up. And she didn't believe me, so they kept getting worse. And then she gave me back the Nintendo 64 and they all went up to B's and C's. <laughs> <laughs> Demon child you are. Everything is on my terms. <laughs> You're such a jerk. I don't care. I was thinking about something when I was going to come ask you. Fuck. I'm such a douche. Yeah. It was a good one. You're a douche? I'm a douche. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, you would. Uh, you were talking to me. You don't need to talk about the project specifically, but you were told, telling me to work on a voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I had asked you to uh, to practice like some voice acting stuff because it's a very real possibility that within the next couple of years, I should have funding to start an independent animation project. Okay. Um, and then I would like to use that to segue into a company. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the voice I can't, I can't, I can't say anything because I don't want the project. No, 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 yeah, 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 I understand. But yeah, no, it's it's for it's for a book series I really like, and I I would I, I'm really trying to get people ready for it. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Have you been practicing? No, I, I, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The first like week that you told me about the voice, I was really thinking about it. And for those of you who can't tell, I kind of have a little bit of raspiness to my voice. It's not fucking super raspy. Like that old Jewish woman, you know what I mean? Down oh. in New York. Oh, She's my favorite. Hey, Toots, why don't you go to the gas station and get me a pack of them Paul Malls, okay? Get yourself a soda. Everything will be okay. She's one of my favorite voices. <laughs> I, I don't bring her out that often. <laughs> but I've been really, really, because I'm such a fucking nerd, I've, I've really been working on my Smeagol one. Skirky oh. laughs. <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm going to do it, but it's just it. <laughs> do it. What's it doing, precious? <laughs> It burns us. It freezes us. Don't it off us. <laughs> nice. What's Tilt's precious? <laughs> the funniest is when he talks to Sam because he's so fucking mean. He's yeah. Stupid fat hobbit. <laughs> it ruins it. <laughs> It's just so weird. But what I realized when I, the reason why I started working on it more is just because when I used to do it, I used to do it really short, you know, and just kind of talk like it. But what I realized while watching the movies, he kind of, he elongates it and makes it sound terrible. Yeah. And he just, he just like, he's an agony. That's the whole. He doesn't say really smart words. Yeah. He does riddles. He does riddles, yeah. <laughs> Those, dude, the scene in The Lord of the Rings in the second one. Two Towers, everybody. <laughs> it's not a fucking spoiler alert. If you just haven't seen these movies, you're awful. <laughs> Watch them. I'm going to bring them to Matt Purcell today because I forgot to give it to him that day that we talked about it. Um, <laughs> I love Bubba, too. <laughs> Bubba. Bubba. But uh, the scene where... He, uh, it's cutting back and forth to Gollum and Smeagol. Yeah. And Smeagol's trying to officially get rid of Gollum and yeah. kind of eliminate him from his brain and just be Smeagol and kind of gaining his own his own power back because the ring's not taking control anymore. Yeah, he hasn't he held has it for a, a while. He has a new master 
Gollum's not the master of Smeagol's mind anymore. Frodo is taking care of Smeagol now. Yep. But all the while, Gollum's in the back. Waiting. Making everything happen. Yeah. But this is the scene where Smeagol takes over and uh, loses Gollum. And wait, and Gollum just sits in the back of his mind and waits for Frodo to fuck up because he knows Frodo will fuck up. Yeah. Um, that's why Sam's the true hero of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Frodo is not the true hero of the story. Sam, Sam is Frodo's guiding, is Frodo's light at the end of the tunnel. And Sam is the only character to ever take a hold of the ring. And give it away. Yeah, not be corrupted it, by it. Not be corrupted by the ring's mind. All That's he why. cares about is smoking his tobacco and planting yeah. his goddamn goal of crops. So yeah, he wants. man, he just wants to get back to his lady, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sam wants to live that simple life. Nothing wrong. <laughs> no. So yeah, I've been working on the Smeagol voice. My Cartman voice is lost. Oh, really? I mean, I can do it. It's just, it's not the same anymore because Matt Stone's older now, so Cartman doesn't have that same ink. You know, yeah, it's more, it, it's a lot more mature now, yeah, because it's hard on the voice. Like, I'm Cartman, yeah, get me cheesy piss. Like that old Cartman is fantastic. Cartman's still the best, yeah, no, he is. <laughs> His voice is still great, it's just evolved, yeah, it, yeah, it's just evolved too. Well, they, the kids have gotten older in the show, too, so they've all, they're only 10 years old, I know, but they've gotten older, yeah. <laughs> They still haven't gone to the sixth grade yet. I know. Michael and I were talking about it. He's like, it'd be great if they ended it on just them going into the sixth grade. And then that's how they end the show. If they go into the sixth grade and it's as simple as that. Yeah. Oh, we're sixth graders now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Sweet. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Carmen is sweet. <laughs> that's how it ends. Oh. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine endings for that because it's like, so like family guy, the Simpsons and like South Park, it's just hard to imagine an ending because it's a it's an animated sitcom. Simpsons is dead, bro. I I know, but like even still, like what's the ending going to be like? What, what, does Maggie finally age? Is that the ending? <laughs> is <laughs> the Maggie fuck? a teenager or it, something? It's Maggie's first birthday. Yeah, I mean they've been how many seasons are they on now? Like twenty five or something like that? Thirty? Oh yeah, no, it's been yeah. that that horse has been beaten, brought back to life, <laughs> and beaten again. <laughs> yeah. The movie was kind of like its last. Oh, the movie should have been the end. That would have been perfect if it would have ended with the movie. Been, yeah, it would have been great. The movie like was an great. actual good story. Like it's it's got its Home, progr- Homer like, Homer turns into a it, better person. Yeah, and then like the next episode comes out and Homer's a piece of shit again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like at the end of that movie, he's a great father. He's a great husband. He saves the whole goddamn town. Yeah, it should have just ended right there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, like okay come on like Futurama now this might be an unpopular opinion Futurama a million times way more better than Family Guy in my opinion it was more entertaining it's well it's more intelligent it's more entertaining like it it has has more of a soul to it than like like Simpsons had a soul to it for like up until season five yeah um, Futurama had it the entire time and they knew what, and Matt Groening knew when to end it you have to know when to end something don't beat it dead because guess what Seinfeld didn't beat itself dead. It's still being talked about. Friends didn't beat itself dead. It's still being talked about. The one Seinfeld will never die because it's a different type of like comedy sitcom sort of deal. But it ended. But it ended. Yeah. Um. But like Friends and stuff like that, they'll always have a place in people's hearts as sitcoms. But sitcoms have died. Like, oh, one hundred percent. Sitcoms are no longer. They're dark comedies for the most part. No. Yeah. Or, or like deranged comedies. 
Like like trailer park just, boys and that. Yeah, and less it's gritty. Less quirky. Yeah. They're very like the show crashing with um Pete Holmes. Yeah. It's a thirty minute episode. It's not a sitcom, but it's you know. Yeah, it's still something. It's still something. All right, hold that thought. Oh, oh, Frankie's leaving me, everybody. <laughs> Can't get out of my chair. I have really crappy chairs. <laughs> We're gonna upgrade whenever I, you know, start producing income for this thing. <laughs> Any form of income on this thing would be great. But I need them clicks. Hit that subscribe button, everybody. Keep listening. Get it out there. Let's get some sponsors. Let's get some stuff moving. If not, I understand. I'm no one. <laughs> I'm not expecting shit from this. Me and Frankie just talking about Muppets. <laughs> so, I met Frankie when I was 15. Isn't he just a, isn't he just a gem of a human? <laughs> He's just a, a, a one of a kind, in my opinion. I've, I've, me, and, me and Frankie have gone through the ring room back together uh, we've experienced a lot of life together we've hollered at each other we've been angry at each other and we still love each other you will all be be fortunate enough if you find it fortunate enough to basically go along uh my life with his life and all the other guys' life um i have also had a not even had. I've I've known this since I started this. I was only gonna have a lot of men on, and I apologize for that. I have a lot of ladies coming on though. I have. It's it's gonna keep moving. Um, Selena, if you hear this, thanks. But uh, I have a friend, Selena, that I'm gonna try and get on. We just gotta figure out the scheduling. I'm gonna probably have my roommates on, so that's exciting. <laughs> Catherine and Maxine. Uh, we will hopefully get them on soon, and then. Uh, one of my bestest friends in the world, Lindsay, <clears throat> will be on in June. Our schedules just didn't meet up until then, so that'll happen. Um, and if any other ladies are listening to this and are interested in coming on the podcast, hit me up on that Instagram at Shane Aldridge Pod. A L D R I C H. I am. Super excited because I'm about to go home to the Wakanda. Well, not Wakanda. I'm going to Round Lake to my buddy's place. Oh, wait, shit. He doesn't live around Round Lake. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll never find him. It's Michael's place. We're going to Michael's place to hang out with the boys. We're going to party and bullshit. Because uh, Frankie's in from the California. And he's been gone for almost a year. And not a lot of us have seen him. The only person who went out there and was... Kind enough to go do that with Frankie was Michael. Michael's the only person who can actually t- take forth the effort and go visit Frankie. <laughs> so Considering that he's the only one who c- could afford it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goddamn chair. Son of a bitch. Are you gonna listen to Ga- Are you gonna listen to Shane of Thrones whenever you can? Yeah. Cool. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for that. Shit. Yeah. Ah, I want to start doing. uh, So obviously, Game of Thrones is coming to its last season. So Shane of Thrones isn't going to continue after. (laughs) There's gonna be no fucking point. Um, I do want to start doing, uh, like a a separate 
segment of the podcast, but still have the. It's still going to be on the podcast page. Yeah, I want to do like a magic, like once a month, do a magic, like, like where I have a buddy who plays magic with me and have him come on and we could talk about magic. There and you like go. how that world is kind of weird right now. There's um, a lot of uh, it's up in the air. It's a lot of sensitive people who are involved in that project. Oh, God. People have been banned from Magic the Gathering because of their Twitter pages and stuff like that. Yeah, like po- oh, like wow. how political people have been like banned off Twitter and like all this kind of stuff and have been doxxed and all that crap. It's basically what they're doing in the Magic world. Like there's this... Uh, I, find, I find his channel to be informative. Uh, fuck, I... Oh, uh... <laughs> Anyway, there's a there's a YouTuber who talks about magic and was a big magic fan and then he he just started talking about his thoughts and ideas on what's going on in magic and how you know the magic card quality has gone down. Yeah. Like cards are deformed when they come out of the pack, like they're bent. Which isn't okay. No, it's not. If you okay. go to like the paper the cardboard that they use now is not as good as what they used 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's to cut costs. I mean, that's just that's the f- fact of the matter is, is that if you cut costs, things are cheaper and you still make more money. Yeah. And people are still going to buy the cards, which sucks <clears throat> for the consumer because we want our cards to be perfect. Yeah, otherwise they don't retain value. Correct. And we don't want to have to like keep them in a double-sleeved and a plastic sleeve just to keep them straight for their whole existence. Yeah. I want to be able to put my cards in one big box... And that they keep their form. Yes, I understand that moisture in the air and the temperature in the room has an effect on your cards. Just don't keep them in a really hot space. Yeah. <laughs> or a really cold space. You just got to keep them in a level. Cool um, and dark. Cool and dark, you know? Like a closet. Yeah. And they'll retain their form, but people have been banned. And I got juicier stuff. Uh, there have been pedophiles that have been discovered in the magic community, like in like pros and judges. This is all allegedly. It hasn't been proven, but some judges have been like fired. Oh, wow. For reasons that are not confirmed yet. Yeah. But that's the alleged rumor, is that some of them have been pedophiles, which, let's be honest. It's very likely. It's very likely. Yeah. Not every person who plays Magic the Gathering is level-headed. Yeah. No, definitely well, we not. We all have a little bit of a strange mind because well, we're nerds and want to escape with our buddy. The good ones want to escape with their buddies and play a game. Yeah. And for competitive Magic, for those of you who don't know, people win thousands of dollars at competitive Magic events. It's 25 years old. It's the oldest trading card game. <clears throat> Some people make a living off of it. Some, like me and Frankie and all of our buddies, we just play it casually and want to have fun with our buddies. It's basically like our poker. Yeah. But it's just a strategic trading card game. (laughs) Paper crack. Not not much. Uh, not much. Well, there is a lot of luck that goes into it. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, all luck. Yeah, I was about to say. I was trying to. I was trying to sell that as a as a no luck economy. Yeah. No, the the heart of the cards is, is definitely with you on that one. I stole from Yu Gi Oh. Jesus Christ. It's okay. I got some skull tattooed on my arm, so it's pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
You do have that tattooed on you, even though it wasn't purposely that. But it, it was okay. Saved. It's it's funny that it looks like that. It it it, un- <laughs> it unironically looks so much like Summon Skull when it, when what it was supposed to be was a ram demon. Because mm-hmm. you know, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm actually okay with it being Summon Skull because I always thought he was a super cool card when I first started oh, playing. It's Yu-Gi-Oh. a great artwork. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's it's one of the less cartoony ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's definitely and and it's got that dark feel to it. Yeah, it's the just, colors uh, of it are vibrant, like the purpleness. The, his like muscles are all purple. Yeah, which but, is dope. But uh, mine's black and white. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's okay. I don't think I'm gonna get any more cards. Tat. Well, that's not true. There's some really cool magic cards. I'm like, I, I really. So uh, for those who play magic, the artwork for Exhum looks really nice. No, that's a good one. Yeah, that artwork for Exhum looks really cool. That would make a really <laughs> cool tattoo, like the like a claw, like holding like. Yeah, for a, those of you who don't play Magic, <clears throat> what you have to do is type in Exhum MTG on Google, and then the image will pop up. Yeah, um, if you don't if you don't appreciate anything, at least appreciate some of the artwork and then some of the flavor text, because uh, some of the flavor oh, text is really cool. Uh, <laughs> over Overgrown Cemetery was uh, was an, is another one of my favorites. You mean Overgrown Tomb? Overgrown Tomb. Uh, Woodland Cemetery? Woodland Cemetery. The one where, yeah, the one where it's like a cemetery. Yeah. 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 Well, From Innistrad set. Yeah, the, the flavor text is beautiful on that one. It reads like a poem. The rough, the rough translation of the poem is like... Um, I have the translation. Yeah, re- on, yeah you got to read that translation. Yeah. Uh, like, it sounds awesome. <clears throat> I have the card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to Google that shit. It's all right next to me. No, you got you to gotta use it. yeah. Where are you? Farmers cut the trees and buried their dead. The dead rose up and killed the farmers. The trees grew back and strangled the dead. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) It's a story. Yeah. It's a three-line story. Right. And the the artwork looks beautiful. You could see it unfold. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a giant I mean, nerd. Well, I am a giant nerd. He's no a giant fucking nerd. It's okay. Everyone looks at me and they're like, oh, did you play sports? I'm like, no, I played magic. <laughs> <laughs> it worked our minds. It was, it was a, it's a healthy way to work your mind. Yeah. You play, you're, you do, you, you have a strategy game. <laughs> you know, you know what your deck does. Your deck has its own personality to it because the format that we play allows you to allows yeah. you to uh com- oh shit spoilers on mythic Uh-oh. oh boy uh war of the spark is coming out mm. 36 planeswalkers uh, i know i, I saw that so I was like, stupid some of them are going to be they reprints, all better though, be right? able uh some of them are probably going to be reprints yeah, i doubt they're making all 36 the, new if, ones. if they don't make at least five to ten of them able to be used as commanders oh it's pointless they're Fucking failing. Yeah. Unless the rules committee, there is a rules committee for the format that we play. The format that we play is Commander. There's a rules committee, the people who actually created the game, mm-hmm. the format in within Magic the Gathering. Um, they uh, they make the rules on like the ban list and like what cards you can't use and like the rules. Mm-hmm. And there are these cards called Planeswalkers that. Uh, <laughs> It's really funny explaining this because not everybody's going to be interested in it, but I have to explain it. I'll just do it. Yeah. They'll learn. Right. So in Commander, your deck is 100 cards, but there's one card that sits in this little zone called your Command Zone. Yeah. And uh, it normally has to be a legendary creature. 
But there are these things called planeswalkers that aren't creatures, but they're these either they're whatever type of mythical creature that they are in the game, and they there are some that are able to sit in the command zone, and they can be your commander. And when you play it, they can't attack or anything like creatures do, but they just sit there and they have their little special abilities. We'll simplify it to that. Um, and <clears throat> so they're coming out with 36 in this new set. Well, in the format that we play, it's very casual. You sit around with four friends. That's the ideal amount. You sit around with four friends and you play against each other and it's a big free-for-all. Who's the top dog? Mm -hmm. And so they would. it would be very disappointing, in my opinion, if they didn't come out with at least five to ten. Out of that whole 36 obnoxious amount. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. make them commanders. Because that would just be more fun. That would just make our... Well, that would make everybody's experience more fun. Well, it would be smart, too, on uh, from like a business aspect of Wizard of the Coast. Because that then you're appealing to all, all the formats. Right. And it know? appeals to the secondary market. Because most, of, most commander players who are strictly just commander players, they are more in the secondary market than the first market. The first market is just buying packs. Yeah. The secondary market is going to a card shop and they have single cards that you can pay a certain price for. Some are the price ranges from literally like a penny, a penny <laughs> to tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. Some have sold for almost a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Those are the collectible ones that are from like the original sets and they're very hard to come by because when magic first started out, they were at like conventions and stuff like that. Premiering their game, not premiering. They were trying to get people to uh, invest in the company so that they can make more cards. And people were just opening up packs, <laughs> and then throwing them away, Ugh. like throwing cards that. How are they supposed to know? That's like the whole argument. It's like how are they supposed to know that this game was going to be the biggest trading card game of all time? Mm-hmm. Physical trading card game. There are electronic trading card games that are doing very well. There's also baseball cards. Right. Well, baseball cards aren't even worth as much as magic cards. There is there is a couple that, that I'll they're beat, real. but it's very few. Like, and they're like old. Oh, yeah. And comparatively, like, the issue is that with Magic the Gathering versus other card games, like, yeah, sure, there's some very expensive baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards, but, like... There's only a handful of them in Magic. There are several. There are several hundred cards that breach over like the twenty dollar limit. And there's even you know there's a couple. What what would you say? Like how many break over the thousand dollar limit? Only the ones from Alpha, Beta, Revised, and Antiquities. That's still a lot though for a trading card game. Correct. Yeah, because like they all. Okay, so there is definitely a hierarchy within the physical cards Mm -hmm. there's a hierarchy there are cards that's the best way to kind of simplify it for people is it's like it's like its own hierarchy it's its own business some older things have more value like if you have an old car and it has most of its original parts and it's well kept it's a very valuable car yeah same thing for magic except for you can take care of cardboard better than you can take care of a car Sometimes, depending on how much money you have already. Right. There's people that just ruin their cards. <sighs> right, but some people don't. Some people know that they're just going to keep them forever, so they just get to abuse them because they're their cards. Yep. They know they're not getting rid of them. Yeah. Unfortunately, in our position, we like to dip into the first market 
and buy packs so we can hopefully pull a really expensive card and then go sell that card to get what we want. Yeah. Because we're playing the lottery at that point. Ultimately. But, um... We had a good streak once. What was your question again? Mine? Yeah. My question is all... Well, it wasn't a question. It was more of like, I wanted to see if you want, if you agree with my statement of... Comparatively to other trading card games, Magic has more dispersed value. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like... Like I said, baseball, basketball, all that right. crap. Like, yeah, you can ar- make the argument, yeah, there's a $400,000 card, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's one. That's one card. Right. Like, how many of the other cards are worth even more than $5? Right. Well, and that's why this, yeah, and that's why the secondary market is... there. Oh, oh, I was talking about alpha and beta cards and why they're so expensive. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was saying. Um, the hierarchy. Uh, there are cards that have more value because they can be used more. Yeah. They have more value in the game, not yeah. just outside of the game. The reason why they have so much, uh, like the money value is so high is because they have such use in the game and everybody wants it. Yeah. So when you have an older card, here's an example, Demonic Tutor. Demonic Tutor has been re- reprinted, but it still holds at 30, 20 to $30. Yeah. But it's re- reprinted not to oblivion like a lot of cards. Like a lot of common and uncommon cards that aren't that don't have that much value, they just reprint them so they can fill the space. But with like rare or mythic rare, there's common, uncommon, rare, and mythic rare. That is the rarity of the cards. In a pack, you get eleven commons, you get three uncommons, and then you get a rare or a mythic rare. What's the new one called though? The the uh... the mythic packs? No 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 no. <clears throat> Um, what were they called? Like the special border ones. Oh, yeah. they... Okay, so there's the invocations, which were the lands. Yeah. And then there's the inventions that were car... That were like artifacts or... Yeah, they're all artifacts. Not all of them, though, because yeah, you can... Yeah, no, they're all artifacts. Well, what... A, you, you can get... You can get a uh, an entomb, though. That... That... Those are... Um, they're not invocations. They're... Those were from another set. Yeah. But the the really pretty ones, the ones that everybody actually likes, is the invocations and the inventions. Yeah. Inventions are all artifacts, and artifacts are very popular in the game because... Very powerful. Because you can put them in any deck. Mm -hmm. Or you can just be an asshole and make an artifact deck, Elliot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My favorite uh, card, uh, one of my favorite flavor texts is, uh, the card is called Creepy Doll. Oh, it's yeah. from the same set that Frankie was talking about. Uh, a child's porcelain doll went missing one night, as did a pair of kitchen shears and the town magistry. Yeah, it's so fucking creepy. Oh, the picture is really weird too. Yeah, it's 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 some wacky tabacky shit. There's a card that's literally called pulling teeth, and the, <laughs> and the artwork is horrifying. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I think that's where. Yeah, and I. It's a very fun game. It's definitely not for everybody. No, 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 no. It's a lot to learn. Yeah. Trying to teach somebody. I always get so, I, I always feel so bad because people are like, oh, I want to learn. Teach me. And I just instinctively go, no. And it's just because I've taught so many people and like there's so many rules to the game that it's not something that you could just like, yeah, you could pick it up and yeah. like play a game, mm-hmm. but you're not going to win. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's when you teach someone, you got to teach someone the basics. Yeah, and then they have to figure it out. Yeah, well, and then you evolve them to our format. Our format is not a format that you just hop into when you don't know what Magic the Gathering is. No, no. You got to play one-on-one. You got to get the feel. You got to understand certain aspects. There's 
there's this thing called the stack and then there's the steps within the within your turns and then how you can respond to people and there's just this whole it's its whole system it was created by a fucking mathematician it's <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it a lot of people ignore the real rules too like they don't play the stack the right way that's because they don't understand the stack because it's so fucking complicated sometimes especially with some of the spells and if you don't understand the stack then then you get into some really funny situations right yeah. exactly and there's just yeah and there's priority and uh, like who holds the priority and how it goes in order like that's when we when we didn't really know when we weren't really rules sticklers yeah we we played magic very poorly oh, and then we started a, that was playing, a real free for all right and then we started playing with people who actually knew <laughs> you can't do that. That's right. illegal. <laughs> yeah, like you, yeah, there's this, especially when there's four people, it gets a lot crazier because everybody has their chance to respond to certain things. And it, it's like chess. It's just you can play during your opponent's turn. Like yeah. That's what, you can't compare, you can't say that magic's better than chess, but you can definitely say that it's a, it's, similar mm-hmm. there are definitely similarities to it the beauty of magic is that you get to create this deck that has its own personality and it actually has an extension of your personality mm-hmm. in it and then you get to build upon it and make it better and uh and then you have your friends who all have their decks that are stem stemming from their personality yep and it just becomes this whole clusterfuck of personalities getting heated at each other and you get angry we've had friends flip tables over the <laughs> and slap someone's cards and just yeah it's <laughs> well for for example you know i play i played the color scheme green green black which is inherently golgari yes Gol- golgari is one that's of the it, name of the guild yes and the, um, and there's the, five here hold on oh yeah there's, no, go for it yeah there's five colors in magic the gathering there's red there's green there's black there's white and there's blue. Each color has its own thing. Yeah, they Continue they they all saying. do something different. Um, ultimately, though, in the Ravnica set, they introduce what's called guilds and guilds. It's all the dual. It's all the two colors combined. So all the different combinations of all five of those colors. Um, my one of my favorites is green black. They're called Golgari. They're like they're like basically they're like they're like necromancers. They yeah. they, they they worship the dead basically. Yeah. And they resurrect the dead. And they think that being dead and then being undead is a superior existence than to being a regular living being. Yeah. Um, the entire deck revolves around something called dredge, where you forcefully put your own cards into your graveyard and you pull your win scenario out of your graveyard, yeah. which definitely links to me in a personal way because, yeah, I too wish to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just got deep. Yeah, no, not really. No, it's... It, it's it, it's I, I've always liked the color scheme of green black because, well, it's one of the most broken color schemes. <laughs> Mine is blue black. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I I can't wait until you meet your goal of like how like meeting your comfortable level with money so that you can start making different decks because oh, you yeah. have a lack there of decks. I have two. You have two. And right. One is black blue. Right. And the other one's black green. You can see a trend in Frankie's personality when it comes to magic and how much he wanted to. Where his money is lied. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, two don't get six. don't get me wrong. I went crazy. Yeah. I have too many cards. I have too many decks that are stem I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I've made so many so many different types of decks. Oh god, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. But that's just because I bought so many cards over the years and got really into it. And it was it was it was 
therapeutic for me in a time where I was not doing so hot. So it was, you know, it magic has helped me over the years kind of keep me sane. Yeah. Hurt, hurt your wallet keeps you sane. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thankfully, I'm no longer in that position. And I'm just like, oh, I have all of these cards. I can just every two to three months, I can, oh, I can spend 20 bucks. No big deal. Yeah. Can't spend 20 bucks every fucking week like an asshole. No. Uh, or or like how I used to build my decks where I would build the entire deck on paper and then buy all in <laughs> one go. <laughs> spending upwards of, God, I think the most I ever spent on one purchase was $348. <laughs> on one purchase of cardboard. Um, hey, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Worth um, it. And then you changed that deck. <laughs> yeah, and then I sold that deck and spent another $300. Worth it. Um... <laughs> I've done that several times. I, I have so many justifications that we've come up in our brains to do it uh, too. Well, I've been playing. I've been playing Magic since I was eight. That's yeah. the, that's the first time I found the cards. Uh, it was when it was when Phyrexia just came out. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not Phyrexia. It was uh, Mirrodin. It was yeah, it was Mirrodin. But it was like that's when the Phyrexians were first like powerfully introduced. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. when their story was introduced. Magic the Gathering also has a story to it. Fun facts. Yeah, has a very ongoing, very some in-depth pe- story. Yeah, some people build decks in our format around the stories of Magic the Gathering, and they want the deck to have flavor. Yeah, and winning. that's why they lose to our competitive decks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, definitely a competitiveness towards our casual side, but uh, well, we, that's why I have so many decks is because I have one mean bitch yeah and she's my sexy bitch and she's my main squeeze and i keep her all nice and pretty and she's got her purple box and she's got a little personality to her i'm such a fucking dork dude it's okay we're dorks i'm fine with i that. love that we're dorks i played world of warcraft for four years it's okay <laughs> religiously yeah. for four years <laughs> uh like there was one summer in between it was the summer in between uh sophomore and junior year yeah I I think I I think I played a t- I okay so in the two and a half months of that summer, I clocked a month of playtime. Yeah, which meant I which <laughs> means I spent a literal half of my of my summer vacation playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with like Halo Three and Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not judging. Uh, yeah, but the rating. Oh my yeah. god! Like organizing all that crap. Dude, I'm so excited to play Magic with you, Michael. I know Michael went insane from what he told me. Michael's gone nuts, bro. He's off the rails. He's fucking unchained. He's like me two years ago. He's literally. I took. Don't get me wrong. He's gotten better. Uh, I know. He's been spending money, but he's got a lot of decks. Oh, I know. He's bought in a lot of collections. He said that he sold a lot to to finalize Kess. Yes, he's made Kess very pretty. Very proud of him because I gave him. I was like, here's the guidelines. Figure it out. Yeah, I like built. I helped him. I helped him build the deck, and I showed him which cards he was going to need. And I was like, "You can find other infinite combos that you can put in the deck if you'd like to. I'm just going to show you this one, and that one is the simplest one for all of you people who are either starting Magic: The Gathering. Is it dead? No, I don't know. What are you doing, Frank? I'm, cli- I'm just clicking. Frank is just clicking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he he has definitely brought it to a point where. Okay, so here's the deal. <laughs> when it comes to Magic the Gathering, after you build your deck, you have to start playing with your deck, and that's called piloting. That's what we use the term piloting the deck. And you get so used to the deck that it becomes this well-oiled machine in your brain that you know what you have to do. The problem is that you have outside factors. 
you have three opponents that are trying to stop you from winning and they're trying to win at the same time. So a really well-balanced Magic the Gathering deck is going to have answers for practically everything on the board. And then it's also going to keep you safe. So it's really hard and it's like a mad science project that you have to do to build this deck. Now, some decks can just be honking pieces of crap and that can be just the deck. You don't have to answer anything. You're just trying to do one big thing and if you can't do that big thing, fuck it, I tried. Oh, I know. Oh, dude, remember, <laughs> do you remember we used to play 60 card? Oh, God. Okay, so we used to play 60 card but it was mu- it was very freeform. We didn't play the any like regulations mm. and I, I remember building a deck. What was it called? There's, a, there's an artifact called World Slayer that says whenever, yeah. whenever this, whenever a creature attacks that's equipped with world slayer destroy all other permanents on the field mm-hmm. that's very important because it says all other right now i built an artifact deck based around something called uh dark steel forge which makes all of your artifacts indestructible yeah. all the lands were artifacts everything so i i literally tried to build this entire deck where like you get like you give like a little one one artifact creature who's now indestructible this giant sword and he b- keeps just blowing up the field so that your opponent can never do anything. The problem is, is that I didn't put anything to find my combos in the yeah. deck. So I was quite literally just like hoping to win off of luck. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. It doesn't always work. You have to definitely put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. I just, I just like the whole getting together and putting time aside with your friends and sitting down. Whether you're talking about relevant shit is beyond the point. You're just spending time with people. Yeah, no, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. You just, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I see the attraction for being competitive and trying to make money off of it. I just can't bring myself to fucking do it. No, it's I too much. It. Yeah, it's too much. It's it's not it's not what I would want to do with my life. Yeah. I respect anybody <laughs> who wants to do it for their life because that's cool. Yeah, that's... I find that very cool. I I I am with you. I'm I'm, I'm on you. I'm on your team. <laughs> I just can't do it. No. I can't rationalize it in my head for some reason. No. I look at myself, I'm like, wow, you fat piece of shit. You just want to play a fucking card game for the rest of your life. Get your head out of your ass. Go do something with your life. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if we would have started like in high school, it would be different. I started in high school. No, no, I mean like the competitive scene. Like the oh, tournament. If we would have done like modern yeah. or standard or something. Like, yeah, if we would have if we would have done if we weren't so casual about us playing sixty card, quote unquote. Yeah. Basically we were basically playing commander when we didn't even know what commander oh, was. Oh, I, I for sure was. The only the only mm-hmm. the only um in my green white sixty card, the only replications I had were of uh not not Wrath of God, Day of Judgment. I had three Day of Judgments and one Wrath of God, but other than that, nothing yeah. repeated. Yeah. 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 Well, buddy, yeah, we should get going. I we got to go hang out with the guys, everybody. I know we got fun segue to the end. Yeah, we <laughs> just end it right there. Hard cut. Yeah, hard cut on the. Yeah, that's Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah. If anybody is interested, and I, I'm being very genuine, and I'm not trying to get people to laugh at me. I, I, <laughs> if you want to learn more and are interested, leave a comment below. Hit that subscribe button, and I'll start doing Magic the Gathering episodes. Oh. Even though I'm probably gonna just do them anyway. Uh, <laughs> just want your consent first. Yeah, just I, if anybody's interested, yeah, I can start off by like explaining me. I could sit down with a friend and we can explain the game, and then we can get into our opinions on it. Oh God, we can. You could do a breakdown of episodes where like you go over the different like abilities, like uh, yeah, you know, like yeah, we like, can have like thirty minutes on an ability and like explaining certain abilities and stuff like that. Like here's all then, the rules on horsemanship. You fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or I can, dude, explaining the stack is so hard. The Uh, problem with magic is that it's a visual learning experience. Like, you have to visually see it. So, obviously, 
people aren't going to be that interested in it. Maybe my friends who play magic would be interested in it or would be willing to come in and talk about magic. And we can talk about flavor of cards like you and I just did or mm-hmm. something like that. But just like dedicate a whole episode to it because I, it's a very prominent thing in my life. And fuck it. I don't give a shit if people don't care. I care. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. the transition. That's the transition. Everybody, just if you like something, do it. Yeah. Don't care what everybody thinks. Nope, because they're dumb. If you like picking your butthole, you like picking your butthole. That's all you do. You just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Now, whether you should do it in front of people, you should probably think about that. There's a time and place for everything, <laughs> just like Professor Oak always told me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, buddy. No problem. Anytime. Uh, Bye, everybody. Goodbye.